Access granted. Welcome nerd. Episode 33. Loading file. Load complete. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. What's going on, man? Well, nothing much. You know, living life. Are you though? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you define living life, Christian? I've been more positive nowadays. <laughs> You're dead inside. Who are yeah, you kidding? But... <laughs> it's okay. I drink enough energy drinks to get me through. You know, it's part of life. Husk, husk of a man. I <laughs> sit next to every week. Um. Some cool news on the horror movie front. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting a sequel to one of my favorite horror movies of the last couple years, uh, Train to Busan. Now, uh, Damon, I haven't seen the first one, so okay, I will des- not. I how, will not spoil it. How would you describe this film to a someone that hasn't seen it? Wow, that's a good question, Christian. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> still kidding. a dick. Just Damon, kidding. Still a dick. Uh, maybe I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's almost like, man, I wouldn't just call it... See, I wouldn't even define it as a zombie movie, almost. Mm. It's kind of like this just thought-provoking, like, family drama, almost. Like, just that centers in this, like, zombie universe. So it's a zombie movie done right. It's everything that a good zombie movie should be. Um, It's something that we haven't seen in years. The first, like, you know, four or five, like, seasons of Walking Dead did it the right way. Um, where it's really more about, you know, humanity than about, you know, these creatures, you know, um, stalking the earth now. So, um, but yes, so one of my, it's a South Korean movie. Um, The announcement just came out, though, like out of left field, Mm. that they were, you know, he's actually the director, um, and I'm going to totally slaughter his name, um, if I can find it. (laughs) Uh, Sang Ho. Yan Sang Ho, um, he uh, is working on the script currently, and they're shooting in 2019. So I'm guessing probably around 2020 yeah. is probably when we'll get the sequel. Um, just it just well made. Um, you know when it does, you know, come to like you know the actual action of the movie, and you know the the zombies, if you will, the meat of the mm. movie, if you will. It's just shit that I haven't seen before you know, well done, or stuff that we've seen, like tropes, but just done in a different way. So it was very, like, innovative, like, the things that they did. You yeah. know, and just having, like, almost like this, like, kind of, you know, speed scenario. And I, I hate that movie, Speed, so I, I loathe the fact that I even made that reference to mm. it. But, like, kind of like Speed, you know, with zombies, you know, where they're stuck on this train, and they're trying to, like, battle all these zombies. So there's this whole, like, you know, just, like, what would you do situation, but then you have this father trying to like, mm. protect his daughter. But there's this whole, like, drama there, too. So now I kind of just... want to see Speed with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. Um, 
But yeah, so it, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It mm. is currently on Netflix. Yes. So um, it's in it, my queue. Yes, yes. And it, you know what's funny? I actually own the Blu-ray. It had huge buzz around it. It sat in my stack. You know, if you're a collector of Blu-rays, um, which there's a handful of people out there still who do, um, you'll know this problem. It's like you get stacks and stacks of Blu-rays, and then you forget about them. And then eventually I just watched it on Netflix, too. So um, so it was kind of the same scenario. So, I, But yes, definitely. You know, it was mm-hmm. one of those movies where I watched on, on Netflix and then the next day I had to go and watch like all the special features on the Blu-ray and get everything, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff and everything. It's just that well made. Mm. So, um, you know, it, it, we haven't had like many great zombie movies no. in the last like decade. So this was definitely refreshing. So, and just so well made, man. I can't put it over enough. I really can't. So. Give it, give it a watch. I wasn't ready to do a full review. So. <laughs> I'm just excited to do it. I, yes. My thing is, I don't know where they're going to go with the sequel. Um, because the, the story pretty much ends there. Mm. I mean, they could follow one of the characters, I guess, um, to the next chapter if they wanted to tell that story. Um, or they could just be something that's happening, you know, in that world, I yeah, guess. Exactly. You know, but just if it's actually called, that. like, Train to Busan 2... It makes me feel like it has to be on a train. <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to go with it. I, they have a working title right now for it. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but, you know. If they could easily make it like. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't want it to be Speed to 2. Yes. I don't, I don't know. if It feels so gimmicky mm. um, where I feel like it kind of belittles everything um, that the movie's all about. But I don't know. I mean, if this guy's working on the script and everything, I feel like he's, you know, from just seeing what he put out there he's probably got a, a really good story to tell um so i know he's from his you know bibliography like he has a lot of good work underneath his belt so um but yeah so that's pretty much the only news item i have um uh, well, that i wanted to discuss i know you've got a bunch <laughs> <laughs> well it's been a while since we you know talked and uh got into kind of what my games for this year were uh since e3 time yeah so i thought yeah, you know i'd, I'd bring right? you know some updates you know they've been showing us new content uh we had a beta recently come out for call of duty uh that i got a chance to play uh last week a couple times not i didn't get all the time you know, i have a job i have a life unfortunately <laughs> um kind of but recently <laughs> yes kind of <laughs> Sorry, I'm just shitting all over Christian it's, this week. I know. So I Get inside. I don't have a life. It's just husk of a man. <laughs> I'll barely make it through this episode. At this point, might as well start tying the rope. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, recently, we had a Red Dead um, gameplay trailer come out, uh, show a little bit more details of what they've been doing with the game. Uh, it's unbelievable. The, the amount of detail that they've thrown into this. I mean, we're talking about... Um, usually when you get a video game, um, when they handle character renders and stuff like that, costumes, all the stuff that they wear, it's just painted on. You know, mm-hmm. Games for many years were just like painted on. They've been getting better at it, making each part move a little bit more. This game has like each article of clothing is like fully rendered, fully animated. Like you're getting like the texture. Yes. On the everything and moves. Everything is like... Everything in the world just is affected by this. Have they improved on, like, even more so than, like, what you originally saw? Because yes. I know you are really impressed with it originally, with, like, the teaser mm. that they put out and everything. Like, um, 
With that, you can never tell exactly, like, without them putting the this is gameplay label on it, you can't tell, like, is this just, you know, a cinematic trailer that they put together? Is it just, like, CGI that you're watching going on at the time that just looks like it goes right into it? Um, what they did is, is unbelievable. Like, um, the first game was very well known for having um, very well done physics and very well done renders of and animations. Like, um, it's like the first time you saw like a horse's butt have all the muscles moving properly. Just what I want to see. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it was just impressive to see that line. Where they must have actually sat there and studied something like that exactly. to like put it in the game. And made it work. This time, I mean, the level of detail is unbelievable. Um, you have your character falling in mud and like each part of the mud is perfectly molding the way that you rolled through it. Like they sat there and they looked at every single detail. Mm -hmm. um, to get into more stuff, uh, what else I took away from this uh, trailer was that the world seems to be absolutely interactive and absolutely open. So like every, and this isn't too hard to do since it's especially a Western time. So there isn't, a massive city where you're walking into each building but it seems like every town that you're in you can go into every single building and you won't have any kind of restrictions on that mm -hmm. um the world definitely interacts with you um if you get into like a bar fight because these are small towns if someone notices they'll tell someone else they'll tell someone else and more people will start to crowd around you and start to like oh, pay okay. attention and stuff like that to what's going on um if you're holding a gun people will act differently around you than they would there's a whole new system with um, communicating with NPCs um, where you just look at them and you can have conversations based off like your uh, your demeanor at that time or what you've been doing they'll interact with you differently and every and you can do this with every single person that you see wow and that's just that's massive and the interactions will all vary though. yes There's exactly okay so it's definitely a living breathing world wow and that's that's incredible to actually see moving around. Has there been any other games that have done something like this before? Is this completely like new and innovative that they're bringing to like gaming? I would say there's games that have done similar things, like attempted, but it's never been so cohesive and so open. Okay. Like um, I, I think I went back to this before where I said Mass Effect. You can interact with a lot of things. But there's still there's still that wall of this is a video game, so not everything is there for you to play around with. Um, you can look at games like uh, The Witcher uh, Three, where it is a massive world and there is so much to do. But there, you you walk up to certain people and they don't, you know, they're not going to know who you are. They're not going to know that you exist. It's just or they want to acknowledge that you have like, like a gun out or something like that. Exactly. Like okay. they'll be afraid of you, but they won't be. It won't be because you of your actions. It's just because you're there. Okay. You know. Um, so it's definitely like these. The NPCs have a um, actual personality, which is great. Okay. Um. So that's what I wanted to say about that. It just it feels like it's on a new, a whole new level for gaming that um, Rockstar has really put their work behind this. So when's like? Do they have a release date for this? Yeah, this comes out in uh, November. There will be a. Uh, no, I am thinking of another game. Okay. Uh, it's coming out uh, October time. October. Oh, wow. So, so fall. sooner, actually. Yeah, it's coming real soon. Wow. Okay. Now, the Red Game, like, how many actual Red Dead games are there? Um, I know there's different, like, variations. This would technically be 
the fourth installment, but okay. it's the second of the Red Dead Redemptions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how long typically do they like take to release these games? Because everything that you're describing sounds like it would take years to like yes. actually render. Um, Rockstar, I, I usually look at Rockstar games as a five-year cycle. Is how they would do it. Oh wow! But, uh, I'm just looking up when did Red Dead the last one because it's been it's been ten years or so. Oh really? Since the last game? I believe so. It was. So how do they keep people's interest? Is it oh, just it's been like... eight years. It was uh, so 2010. Long time. Yes. Um, so they keep people's interest just by like releasing this like different like variations of the game, like because right there's been like a zombie version. Am I thinking of the right game? Well, that here? came out not too. That was a DLC for the first game, so that was still within a year or a year and a half of the initial release. Wow. Okay. It's just when you have. Um, Rockstar also makes GTA. Mm-hmm. So their titles are known to be either controversial or very expansive and well done. Mm-hmm. And they have like a reputation for that. So they're kind of like... Right now when you think of like a Marvel film coming out, um, it's like, oh, you expect it to be good. Yeah. So that's just kind of how their games are perceived and that's how they're able to have such big gaps. Okay. Um, right now, especially with GTA V, how they've handled that now, that's kept the player base in because they continue to release more and more free items. Okay. Free, I say with. Do they do that with but, Red Dead? Um, no. Things? It no. hasn't. I mean, I feel like they'll start doing that this year since they've seen. I mean, they've made billions off of GTA V just based off of um, people paying for in-game currency. Jesus so now it's a lot of that stuff because I know that the controversy mm-hmm. the past year. Is a lot of that stuff coming to an end now, or are you going to still have a lot of that? Like, will games because they they weren't part of that controversy, so will they still be able to do that? I feel like because they get away with it mostly because it's cosmetic items. It's not like pay to win. Okay. Type of, and that's unfortunately that's how gamers have you know compromised with all of this. Mm-hmm. It's if this item makes me do better. That's when I'm pissed off. But if it's an item that just makes me look cool, it's just fun, yeah, yeah. to have. Okay, yeah, that make, I, mean, I guess that makes sense too. Mm. Because if you have to pay, like I already paid for the fucking game, but I have to pay more money to actually win the game, I'd be pretty annoyed yeah. too. But it's still like it gets to a point where it's like if I'm paying twenty dollars for just a like skin for my character, it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there, there's that's so much money that they're just. Are there ever like free in. updates? I know the wrestling games do that a lot, where they have like new character show up mm. or you know um, that offer well all that's on a season pass so that's kind of more following a lot of the issues and a lot of problems a lot of people have with okay. um, the gaming industry nowadays okay so how does like Red Dead stay relevant like do do you still play the, that last game that came out I would if I could because it's just such a it's a classic at this point okay um like do you revisit a lot of your older games not too much, uh, especially with the amount that comes out, or I will just, I'll need something new, I'll need a new experience to play. And the way I play is I definitely play either um, a role-playing game or I play a story-driven, like, cinematic-type mm-hmm. game, so that's it's kind of like a movie. Like, I don't watch rewatch movies too often. Okay. Which is weird. See, like, I, I rewatch mm-hmm. movies constantly, so that's kind of what I'm thinking of, like, would you go back and play this game, you know, randomly over a weekend? But something? I tell you now, I, um, there was a, so they started doing streaming services for games, mm-hmm. 
and I personally paid like more than this game, the first game was worth nowadays, just so I could play it on the streaming service. So it's something you went back. Yes, to it's, okay. it's just that entertaining of a game, and it's such a well done game. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I, I, I just I trust them with this right now. I'm definitely picking it up. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. Yes. <laughs> How long does it typically take you to play? And obviously, this is mm. a different beast with everything they've added now. Um, but like, how long does it typically take you to play through a game like this? Um, you would hope it's twenty hours plus. Okay. But um, but then there's a lot of other like content yeah. that you could go through. The main story could always end up being ten to twelve hours, and then there's just all this side content that. Because it'd almost be like through. if it was shorter, you feel ripped off. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you want it to be almost long. Yes. Correct. Well, there's a lot of gamers out there that think one dollar equals one hour. Okay. That's how they like to view it. And most typically, like, a game is, like, what, like $60, $70? Yeah. Okay. It's I mean, funny, it doesn't work price, out that way, but... That, like, $70 price range mm. has not changed. No. Like, Nintendo games in the 80s were, like, $60, $70. Mm. It's just weird. That's always been, like, the mm. price points. Yeah. You know, which, because at the back in the day, people were willing to pay that, you know, so um, it feels like... But then a lot of times, these games, like, after a year or so, right, they go... They're supposed to, but now with this digital era, they've just continued to just stay at this price. Yeah. Now, there are crazy sales every year. Okay. So, like, Steam will take 80 to 90% off a game just randomly. Okay. And you'll be like, okay, I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, for that price. So, you're buying games that you don't even, you've never even heard of at this point because it's just dirt cheap. Yeah, you might as well for $15, $20, mm. right? Uh, all right, man. Well, is there any other games that? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Call of Duty because that was uh, one of the bigger things that came out of the last week. Um, so they had a beta, which is like almost kind of like a demo experience, but um, it's mostly to help test their servers and kind of it's like, hey, here's what we've done. Tell us your feedback so we yeah, can change things. Yeah, don't before. shit on us. <laughs> change whatever you want. Oh, they still got shit on. Okay. Um, oh wow! So with the new game, you know, comes new experiences and new stuff. Like when you have a game franchise this large that like has a game that literally comes out every single year, and they have three different studios working on this game, so it's about a three-year cycle for each studio to make a game. Mm -hmm. So when one does it, the next one comes out, and the next one comes out. But they have that three years to make the game. Um, Blackouts has a big fan base. I'm I mostly only play the Blackouts games because the um, Treyarch, the studio that makes them, just has been the most entertaining and most fun. Uh, and I've given the other ones a try. Okay. Like I will still give it a college try. You know, as a as a shooting game, it's usually the quickest, fastest, funnest, simplest way to just get in. Okay. Call of Duty has always just been that for me. Um, it's known for uh, quick uh, time to kill. Quick time to kill. Okay. That's usually how we say There's it. There's a lot of Call of Duty games, right? Yes. Alright, like different like versions, different mm. errors, right? Yes. And, okay. Alright. Like you had Modern Warfare, they just recently went back to World War II. Um, this is back to modern times, pretty much, uh, but it's called Black Ops. Have they ever done anything like futuristic or anything? Yes, Advanced Warfare. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's a million. They've of done them. it all. So uh, even this you can consider technically future. <laughs> No civil war. No civil war. I'm waiting <laughs> okay. for it. It's gonna happen. All right. Um, that's that seems like a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. 
take a lot longer to kill someone yes. back in the day, loading that musket up. I feel like it's just a lot of people running at each other. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Running each other through. Yes. I mean, it'd be a Sounds fun to me. Knife fights, yeah. pretty much. Um, but no, yeah. I think the oldest experience is uh, usually World War One, and then everything above. Okay. But, um, for this, uh, let's see. Faithful to previous experience, so you want to worry. You're worrying about like, um, is this game with our changes? Does it change too much from the previous games that people are already loyal to and already like expecting this formula to come out every year, or or are they going to be okay with the new gameplay that comes out? And a lot of people, I mean, these games come out every year, so people are complaining and saying, you know, we want something new, we want something different. This game attempts to do something a little bit different with the same type of fast gameplay. Mm. So this game uh, introduced uh, health like in a different way, whereas most Call of Duty games, you just automatically start healing. Okay. Now you have to press a button and you have a health pack that will regenerate after a while. So that um, make you work for it. Make you earn it yeah, yeah. a little bit more. It's still, when I first got into the game, I killed someone, I was down on health, I did it. Killed someone else, I was down on health, did it. It felt like... I was getting those recharges like no problem. I just had to hit an extra button. Okay. That was for me, at least. What, but it was quicker than what you would usually yes. have to go through? Okay. I thought it was faster than what I expected. Like, with the way that they explained it was like, oh, you know, you're only going to get like this every once in a while. It's not going to be so fast. You're like, you have mm -hmm. to really manage your health. I was like, oh, that's a big change, but I'm, I'm willing to experience that, see what it'll be like. It's, it feels like it's like typical video gameplay, mm -hmm. though, usually. Yeah. Usually you don't just like randomly kind of heal through, unless things have changed <laughs> <laughs> since 1987, the last time I for, played video games. For Call of Duty, it's always been auto regen. Okay. So, it's just how it's... And you don't have to go see a medic or anything like that? You no, just kinda... that's not that's not a trope of this shooting game. Okay. There are other games... Is that for, like, like major Overwatch. injuries, too? Or is it just, you know, like, little, like... No, it's for everything. Yeah, for everything. Wow, okay. It's it's fast, I tell you. It's just... They want you to go like this. They want they you want, to keep on shooting. It's almost like... Keep shooting, people. mentality, you know? <laughs> Got but it. But that's what, that's what upset people about this um, version is because... It slowed down the gameplay when they added armor. So now you have um, more... Instead of everyone having this base set of health, now some people can have armor that takes them a little bit longer to kill. And that... <laughs> freaks... So people are just getting pissed off because they can't kill things fast enough. Yes. So blood makes the grass <laughs> is what you're telling me, Christian. In this game, yes. All right. I love uh, it. People are freaking out up. about it. I did not notice that much. Is it just out? It's just the era of outrage now. Yeah. Okay. For me, I mean... Will they take it to heart, Call of Duty? Will they change it because of um, the outrage? I think they are because at first they, you know, they said, you know, just give it a little bit of time. See how you guys really feel about it. I mean, this is a new mechanic. That's literally what they said. They sent out a message. Listen, saying, people, this isn't set in stone, you know, and they still got pissed off. Yeah, they, um, after a week, you know, they still were getting bombarded with people saying, change this. This is not the experience that we want. Mm -hmm. So they're going to probably nerf the armor a little bit. Okay. I, I don't. I don't see it going away. The main thing that the armor is for is because um, they have a new mode, which is popular in almost all shooting games at this point, um, called Battle Royal. So mm -hmm. you're getting thrown into a um, island. Uh, everyone, you pick up armor to protect yourself. You pick up ammo. You pick up guns that you find wherever, and then it's the last man standing. 
Okay. So that's kind of what that is all about. But they integrated that part of the game into all their other game modes, which people that have been diehard fans that have been playing throughout time are going to want those game modes to stay the same, not change that much. Is it ever, like, do you think it'll be, like, an option where you could turn it on or turn it off so you could have it both ways? Like, if you enjoy this mode, you can use it. If not, you can go back to the old way of, you know, playing. Multiplayer, Just, I think they would have to set it as a game mode. Like, okay. oh, you know, like, this is armor class. It's armor so weird because fight. I feel like people... I, I would just assume mm. people would want like more realism, you know, during these games. But it sounds like it's the opposite, where people no. just kind of want <laughs> well, kill, Call kill, Duty, kill. I mean, yeah. Okay. Call of Duty, I think that's more a focus on just fast, action-packed gameplay. Whereas I could see Battlefield taking that more of a route. They're more known for a realism aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Even though this next one feels a little bit more on the arcade side. Because uh, it's it's a play on World War Two. It's not exactly being authentic to it, um, and that's that ga- that gave them backlash. The fact that they're not sticking straight to realism. Um, so I, it just depends on the fan base, really. It depends on the fan base. Okay. And there's Got a it. huge divide between Call of Duty and Battlefield. They don't usually cross over like fans. Um, yeah. It's either you play Battlefield or you play Call of Duty. And I play both, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> You're the black sheep. <laughs> so how dare you? Hmm. And then uh, last but not least, we recently had QuakeCon, um, and Fallout was there to uh, talk a little bit more about their game that they have coming out. I, I know personally as a huge Fallout fan, I'm going to be buying two copies of the game. That's just... Why, do you, why would you buy two copies? One, so I can play on PlayStation with my friends that play on PlayStation, and then one, so I can play on PC, so I can play with people that play on PC, and also mod the game and do uh, things that, on PC, you can, there's a whole new open world experience. I'm impressed with your fandom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. I, that's that's a dedicated 120 right there. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's a good 120 But they, this game, Fallout has always been a great experience in extreme amount of fun ever since i truly figured out how these games are meant to be played like the first time i ever played a fallout or uh elder scrolls type game i was like what the fuck do i do in this they're like and my friends had to explain to me whatever you want mm-hmm. and i was like, You're like what does that mean <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like there's no like main quest line yeah there is but you don't have to do it if you don't want to <laughs> i was like i can kill whoever i want and they're like yeah go right ahead I might, it might mess up some storylines but go right ahead so I, I just like, I, I just whoever I want to be, and I, <laughs> it literally like you didn't know what to do with the freedom. I didn't know what to do with the freedom. Okay. Um, and once I started to like get into that, start making my own character, start making my own way and story, it's like this is addicting as all hell. I because every time I get in, it's a brand new experience. So now, typically, how long does this game? Like you can play this game forever. Exactly. Um, I have over two hundred hours. Really on. Um, both Skyrim and Fallout. And it's something you put down and revisit. Exactly. Um, but this is the first time, and it's something that I've been asking for for a long time. Um, I want to be able to play this experience with friends, if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not like in a way where it's an MMO and you know there's a set, like there's so many rules and constraints. I want a true open world experience where my friend can literally just walk into it. And it's like I'm playing this big RPG open world. Now that doesn't exist currently? Not really. Okay. 
Uh, this, I think, is the most, in my mind, most ambitious version of that. To be able to, like, every single person that you will meet in this world is a person, not a NPC or anything like that. So, you'll be, uh, and they have to do a lot of work because when you play with people online, they uh, tend to want to be an asshole. So, because <laughs> people are assholes. Yes. <laughs> so the main thing that, that came out of QuakeCon was um, how they were going to handle PvP and to prevent people from griefing each other, which is the term of it. Of being an asshole griefing yes. each other? I like that. <laughs> uh, their exact phrase was danger, but not griefing. Um, so... When you first interact with another player, um, if you want to attack them, their first shot will not be a immediate kill shot or anything like that. Okay. Um, it will be a completely like nerfed shot, like almost like a warning shot. Yes. Okay. Even if it's a direct hit, it will not be super harmful, yeah. and then the rest of the combat will be. It's kind of like almost initiating. Yeah. Like, Okay. You're declaring other, war. You're declaring you're war. You're throwing down the gauntlet, if you will. Now, that person can decide, I don't want to fight this fight, I'm not going to win, and run off. But if you ch- you still can chase them down and still kill them, but... At least gives them the option. It gives them the option, but it also marks you as a murderer, then. Which then gives you... Um, doesn't It gives other players a, you know, a bounty on you. Oh, so because you hunted them and mm-hmm. killed them instead of like a Letting fair them battle. Down. Yes. Okay, that's kind of cool. So it'll reward the rest of the community for fucking you up. Okay. That's when you went after this guy. So there could be characters out there who are just like bounty hunters who just like probably. I imagine that's how it's going to work out. <laughs> that sounds pretty neat. I like that. Yes. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Of course, the they made a level cap for PvP in general. You have to be level five to even attack other uh, people mm-hmm. and be, fight so it's not just a poor newbie in the game just getting murdered all the time that would be me uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah creates one system pvp only for level five um when you die you only drop your junk items uh you can have uh, all your important items will stay with you which is great mm-hmm. um when you you can drop nukes on people's communities Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so you can commit like genocide? Kind of. But this um, game's fucked up, man. The game will warn the people that there's a nuke on this. Oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> um, and you can save the communities that you've constructed as blueprints so that when you go to remake it it'll be print it'll be a lot faster. Okay. So it's not like a total like you're wiped you're out, you're from done. Scratch. Yes, exactly. That would suck. Mm-hmm. I got it. Alright. Uh, the only other big thing that came out of it was the um, the level up system will be called perk cards, and they you know your immediate reaction to that is is this something that you pay for that you can add more money and get more that perk was cards? Exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, uh, no, it's all in game. It's all um, set properly. There will be no microtransactions for that, uh, which is great. Thank okay. God. <laughs> Thank Christ. Um, so you just set your uh, perk cards as you get them to where you want. Instead of being able to just select what perk you want to level up, as they have done in the previous um, two games, you'll be only receiving special cards. Okay. So I guess it's a, it's a little bit of a deviation. They've done it before in a previous game. I don't remember which one it was, but they've... So it's like you only get a certain uh, special perk 
to you. So it's like um, Gunslinger, where you just one character is better at shooting than another character. It's kind of like how do you want like this skills. person to be? How yeah, exactly. Okay. How do you want this person to have certain skills, whatnot? Um, and if if you hadn't heard me before, we talked about how vats will be different. And that's in the normal game will actually slow down the world and let you pick what part of the body you want to um, shoot on an uh, enemy or anything. Is this, is this game just like trading psychopaths? Is that <laughs> it sounds so fucking horrible. I mean, I'm totally intrigued by it. Uh-huh. I want to play it. But like, it sounds like it's really... That's it could. <laughs> maybe the downfall of society like mm. happening. If you play in my For $60, you can... <laughs> My God. Um, this game is set in the downfall of humanity. So <laughs> makes sense then. So I'm guessing. Yes. Out of the three games, this is the game you're most excited for? Yes, of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Red Dead's definitely a strong second. Second? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It feels like I've been waiting out. for a new Red Dead experience for a long time. I'm still waiting to hear if they will put Red Dead on PC. I'm not 100% if they will. Okay. Well, that'd be great if they would. Uh, What's your favorite platform to play games on? I think I've asked this before, but... I think it's it's PC when I have a strong working PC to use it. Okay. But um, otherwise, it's I played PS4. It was just the company treated me better at the time when they were coming out with a new console. So you They treated the fan base better, so I loyal to I that. stayed loyal. Okay. Is well, there a lot of Technically people... I turned because I was an Xbox three sixty fan for the longest time. Okay. I was dead set on getting an Xbox One and then they were kind of like um, they they made some comments that were kind of like fuck you to their supporters. Wow. And um, I was like, okay, well Yeah. No there's fuck a you. console that's a little <laughs> bit less money and yeah. A lot more power at the time, so I was just like, okay. Well, that's, okay. I, I mean, that's cool. It sounds like there's a lot on the gaming docket right now. Yes. Um, I mean, when does Fallout um, hit the shelves? I should have put down or release That's not even a thing anymore, right? They don't hit the shelves anymore. No, I doubt. I mean, when for they me, go, I doubt. When does it go live, if you will? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, release date for Fallout was going to be November 14th, and then Call of Duty, which I've already paid for is uh it's coming out october 12th actually so not too far away quick question you already pre-ordered it what's the benefit of pre-ordering it do you get more um well i got beta access early okay Um, because it's not like it sells out since it's like just yeah (laughs) out there so um it will be immediately downloaded while even if i'm at work or not um Mm -hmm. and it'll show up on my console it's just just pretty much it yeah there's there's no point to pre-ordering anymore okay i was gonna say like okay now, if I pre-ordered, like, the special edition or something like that, I'd get some cool, cooler items, but the stuff that they give you now is like, oh, you get a free background on your PlayStation. It's like, this looks like a shitty-ass background. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's just so that I can have it immediately ready to go. Okay. Um, also, uh, Red Dead 2 comes out October 26th. So I will have a busy, busy October, fall. Busy fall. <laughs> we'll be talking a lot of video games. Yes, and maybe I'll stream it. Who knows? Oh, there you go. Right. We'll get there. All right. Well, I, I guess that's going to do it. For, yeah, it's going to do it uh, for video games. For uh, Christian explains video <laughs> games to Damon. <laughs> um, I, we're moving on to comic books. Yes. All right. So we didn't have as many books this week, which huh. is probably a good thing since we have so much <laughs> fucking wrestling to talk yes. about. Um, but yeah, so first we had actually a, a pretty nice news item. Um 
show up a couple days ago. Uh, they finally announced the exact date for Uncanny X-Men. Um, it's going to be November 14th, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be 10 weeks long. So, um, And it's basically going to be all the current creative teams, from what I gather, um, writing it. So it's going to be very... All the teams. Yes, it sounds okay. like they're all... kind. Of, it's very similar to what they did with the Avengers book with No Surrender. Mm. Um, that have, I believe that started in January yeah. last year. So that was kind of all the like current creative teams of the Avengers books, you know, taking turns writing, you know, an issue and alternating. It sounds like that's going to be the case here. And it's going to involve like every mutant um, possible. Mm. So, and this is coming right after extermination. So I don't know exactly where the X-Men are going to be at at that point. Mm. Um, you know, for all the teasers, they're not showing you any of the younger X-Men, all the time displaced X-Men. So, that's a little curious. I don't know if they're trying to not to spoil anything that happens in, you know, uh, the other book, but... Um, Hopefully they went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where just... I'm at at this point. After how many years? Uh, let's just be done. You know, I enjoyed that book really for, God, the first like five years, but it was written by Bendis and it was just well done. Mm. I, the concept of the book, you know, kind of drove me nuts because I felt like, okay, this would just totally fuck everything up. Well, it seems like that's where we're getting with everything with the next, you know, major events. So, um, but this is going to be afterwards and this is going to be kind of like resetting the table for the X universe. It sounds like, I mean, 10 issues, they've got to have quite a story to tell. It seems like, um, there's already been like kind of teasers out there, um, with, you know, the X-Men who are going to be involved. It seems like, I mean, there was one giant spread. Um, the one curious thing is they showed Psylocke and it was her and her original body. So something pretty major mm. must take place, um, you know, between now and then for that to be the case. So, um, but yeah, it, it, I'm all on board. I'm excited to see where it ends up. Um, you know, I like that they're investing this much time in the X-Men. Yes. Again. And, I mean, and this is going to be weekly, right? Not monthly? Yes. Ten weeks. So, I mean, it's a lot of books, but it's going to go by pretty quickly mm. as we saw with No Surrender. And if it's well done, like No Surrender, um, I'm... I'm excited, you know, mm. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've really, really enjoyed, like, an X-Men event. So I'm hoping that, you know, they're getting back to their heyday. Because mm. there was a point where the X-Men were, like, Marvel's number one team, you know. Even though, you know, it like, public-wise, like, 616-wise, you know, and that universe is all about the Avengers. But, like, fan-wise and what, you know, people were all about was the X-Men. There's a reason why the X-Men hit the big screen mm-hmm. before the Avengers did. Um, it was just the more viable like product at the time people you know wanted their x-men so we'll see if they you know get back to that to their roots i don't think it's going to happen just because <laughs> of how popular the mcu is and everything yeah but you know we'll see i mean they still do okay like people say oh well you know the x-men just aren't they like marvel's not doing enough for the x-men they still have like four or five books mm-hmm. you know it's not like they've gone away there's just not that huge spotlight on them like they they used to be. Um, I feel like that's going to change over the next few years. Well, especially now that it sounds like Disney has mm. almost completely acquired the rights to those Fox properties and still not finalized, even though it was approved by the board. Um, so knock on wood. But I feel like there's going to be a huge, you know, spotlight, like, back on the X-Men. I mean, you just look at how much they were willing to, like, put all this spotlight on the Inhumans when they thought 
you know, we can't use the X-Men, so let's immediately put in the Inhumans. Well, even, okay, as a huge nerd here, you know, <laughs> like, I have, like, a closet full of fucking comic book shirts. And everything. Mm. But one thing I noticed was, with the shirts, they weren't, like, when you had these, like, giant, like, you know, Marvel Universe shirts, they were not, like, sh- there were no X-Men on the shirts. Mm. They were kind of all, like, years, for years, you would have, like, you know, you have the mixed rosters, you have the Avengers, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, everyone. They weren't featured on the shirts at all anymore. Um, the, like, last, like, three or four years. But you would have Inhumans on the shirt, mm. kind of in their place. So even though they were in the comics still, and you were, they all had their own titles, but, like, the buying products, you were not able to, like, purchase, like, many, like, X-Men kind of products like that. Even, like, the Marvel Legends line of toys, there wasn't, like, they have a few lines here and there, but they were very rare, especially for the amount of product they put mm. out. They put out multiple series of those, like, um, toys every year. Just recently, they started doing, like, X-Men lines again. So, I mean, there's definitely been kind of, you know, them kind of gearing the product back and everything on um, the last couple of years. Um, so it, it's nice to see that they seem to be back on the X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, charge again. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I'm, I'm actually really <laughs> looking forward to that, especially with like, you no, know. I am definitely excited to see where this goes. It's I'm, I was excited to hear about it when we first started seeing it at the end of books. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big surprise at the end of one of the issues. Yeah, they started right? doing the little like epilogues and mm-hmm. everything and giving us a little teaser into like the next event and everything. And this is, I mean, this is coming like back to back now. These two events are going to be like butting up right against each other. Mm-hmm. So, and then we also have the return of Wolverine, yes. which is happening. And that segues perfectly into our first book. Mm-hmm. So do you want to read away, my friend? Yes. We're still hunting for Wolverine. Yes. The adamantium <laughs> agenda. Not getting anywhere. <laughs> uh, what dark secret lies beneath the surface? The trail of Logan's body has led the new Avengers to a completely different mystery. One that will cast a long, dark shadow over the X-Men. So I enjoyed this book, but not for the reasons that I thought I would enjoy this book. It really did nothing for the whole Wolverine storyline, I felt like. It was just more kind of like setting up and like planting seeds for like future X-Men stories. Um, You know, basically in this conclusion of the book, you know, you had... He had a flashback with Tony. You know, we kind of find out what that conversation is mm. between him and Wolverine. Wolverine, while he's in the midst of being blown up, he notices that it's Stark Tech that's blowing him up or has, like, some kind of logo on it. Mm. Tony swears that he didn't invent it. Like, he didn't actually make it. Like, he invented it. He admits to inventing it, but he didn't actually, like, make it. So he th- that's kind of, like, out there. Like, who actually did this? But the fact that, you know, Wolverine's concern is that, you know, he bothered, you know, even creating something. Because he called it, like, a hero killer, basically. And this was, like, this was right after Civil War. Mm-hmm. So it alludes to the fact that, like, Tony's coming up with these traps, you know, to, you know, go after the heroes during Civil War. And that's probably why he invented it. Um, so it's kind of Wolverine telling Tony, listen, y- you can't do this to me. Like, if I do eventually go down you've got to make sure that you know no one else gets a hold of my genes and you can't be the one you know tinkering around Mm -hmm. he's more afraid of tony like going dr frankenstein on him 
you know, than anyone else, it sounds like. Um, because we find out in this book that Sinister does have, you know, Logan's genes. Yes. Um, but, I mean, he has from literally countless. everyone's genes. Mm. And you would think the Mount Logan bleeds and gets fucked up yeah. in these books. <laughs> Probably everyone has a sample of Logan's DNA. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So, um, I did enjoy that flashback. Um, I liked the reveal to the team and everything um, when it happened. And I liked kind of that, like, I don't know them having to kind of coach Tony into destroying that huge, you know, because basically they're in Sinister's lab. Yes. He's got most of uh, humanity in his, like, computer system. And then he also mm-hmm. has the mutants, but it's, like, encrypted. Yeah. So he has to encrypt everything. But then at the same time, you know, there's this hesitation with Tony, you know, that, you know, and we, we do find out he did do some reading, so I'm kind of like intrigued. Did he do more than that? I'm still not fully convinced that he deleted everything. Uh, me too. Me too. Although, it, on from what we saw, you know, he he made out like he <laughs> destroyed everything. Mm. At least to the team, it seems like he did. There is this hesitation that he, you know, blows everything up. Um, there was a nice little reveal too with X twenty three that you know she's not all just. Logan, um, that the woman that she considered her uh, her mother, the doctor mm-hmm. who kind of created the clone, actually her DNA is actually um, in her also. So in fact, she was her real mother. Um, so that's a kind of nice setup for her solo series, I thought. And then we find out that there is maybe possibly a traitor in the midst of the X Men. So, and I'm wondering if that's going to come to play with these yeah. major events. I was, I don't know what to think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, who could that even be? Oh, like, yeah. It's no, not it's a completely... real mutant, and it's like... Well, and that's a huge, like, I feel like it's going to probably be someone established, though, that mm-hmm. you wouldn't think of. Um, so, basically, they say that um, there's someone who's been created, who's, you know, under the guise of a real mutant. But Tony was able to see exactly who that is. Um, part of the current X-Men team or one of the, you know, bigger X-Men, it sounded like, you know, at least the solicitations kind of made it sound like that. Um, but we're kind of, like, left with that mystery. Yeah. And it'd be interesting if it was, like, a government spy or something like that put in, kind of similar to the uh, Superman theory from Doomsday Clock. Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably someone working for, like, a sleeper agent working for Sinister. Oh, yeah. I would assume, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't... Or I, just for any villain. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming since Sinister had it and knew about it, that he would have, you know, he was probably the person who was involved. But, I mean, I guess they could throw you, mm. you know, a curveball and, you know, it's not Sinister who planted this person and so-and-so. As long as it's not, like, Hydra. Oh, God, no. I, I, I think we're done with Hydra for a while. Mm. <laughs> um, but... So I, yeah, it, it's impossible for now for us now to speculate exactly who mm. this mutant could be or you know who the traitor is. They did a very similar storyline back in the '90s, which was actually I really enjoyed, where they get like Bishop talks about the traitor. He comes back from the future, and right away he accuses Gambit of being a traitor to the X Men, um, or at least one of the traitors, and he uh, like they show this scene. Um, this video that in the future, like this group that he's part of called the X's, um, you know, discovered 
where it shows the final day of the X-Men and it's like Jean Grey getting destroyed by someone and it's her like, you know, basically begging for her life saying, you know, we trusted you. We can't believe you did this. And, you know, that was a mystery that lasted for years, like trying to figure mm-hmm. out who the traitor was and everything. So I don't know if it's going to be that long form storytelling. Um, I hope not. Um, I do feel like it's probably setting up something for, you know, or at not, least maybe an enemy for Wolverine. I'm hoping that this all just has to do with Wolverine. You would think it would tie directly to Wolverine. Um, And, you know, getting that, we didn't find anything out. Literally nothing out Mm. exactly where Wolverine is or anything in this book. This was the last, you know, book issue of the story arc. So that's kind of what we thought. We After, I think, issue two, we're kind of like, okay, it feels like all these books are red herrings. And we're not going to really discover anything, maybe little pieces. But this didn't even give you, this didn't give you anything. They didn't give you a hint or a clue. Nope. So, how did you feel about this, Christian? I I was fine with it. You know, it 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 was a nice bow to their storyline that they mm-hmm. had, but at the same time, I was like, I want something that's you know, where the fuck is Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like give me a small piece. Yeah, you know, it's like you're reading and what is it? Four series. Yes. You know, four series. Different of four stories. Series yeah. Series. And the fact that you're not going to get anything, they're not throwing you any mm-hmm. bones right now that I know, and I'm not caught up on all the rest of the series, but like this didn't give you anything. Well, the only thing that left me satisfied with this book was one that I realized beforehand that we weren't going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Two was the fact that we got these little seeds. Um, you know, you got that little, you know, touch with Laura and everything, finding out about her mom, and then you also got the whole traitor aspect out of it. Um, I did enjoy the story, you know, with Tony and everything, but I don't think they're going to do anything with that. I mean, I guess it could eventually, you know? I mean, Tony's such a jerk, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just feels like we're treading water and treading mm. water. You know, would you, how'd you feel about this team in general? Would you want to see them? Oh, I love that. I mean, it's the, the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I love the new Avengers, that original roster. Um, written by Bendis is the reason why I got into the Avengers Um, and really kind of brought Avengers to the main stage of the Marvel Universe. And it sounds ridiculous at the time, but it was very much an X-centered universe. So it really brought, you know, because they actually, and they led off, which is kind of awesome that they're doing, that storyline was called Avengers Disassembled which mm-hmm. the X-Men storyline is disassembled. So it seems like they're trying to like cue the fans, hey, listen, we're going to be like featuring these characters again prominently. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in love with this book. I would, I would, with this team, I would love for them to like put this team back together again. Um, I don't foresee it happening. Not right now, soon. especially with the new Avengers team that they even have. But if it gets enough like fan feedback, like positive fan mm-hmm. feedback, they might toy with the idea. Um, I just don't know. It's going to be like, it's, it's weird to hear another writer write like Cage and Jessica Jones at this point. Um, they did feel a little different to me, a little mm. off. Um, just there's like subtle like nuances with the characters and the dialogue because Bendis just owned those characters for so long. Um, it's kind of like the situation with like Slot and Spider-Man for me. Mm. So um, I do need to go back and read and see where Jessica Jones is right now with her books. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of because I can't even imagine 
like what it's like with him off the book now. Oh, you know, one of my favorite moments of the book was uh, Iron Fist babysitting. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Did you guys go adventuring without yeah. me? Without me? <laughs> I thought that was great. But overall, I mean, I guess I enjoy, out of all the Hunt for Wolverine tie-ins, yes. this was the one I enjoyed the most. And it was purely off of that team dynamic mm. and everything. It's just an interesting group of characters to have, you know, interacting with each other. They play well. I would almost argue that Mystery of Magicor is more entertaining, but the art is so goddamn horrible for me that I can't get behind it. Yeah, and maybe for me, I'm enjoying this book more just because, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, nostalgic to go back Mm -hmm. and revisit this team because I haven't seen this team. Well, I think all around, I mean, we're going to get into it when we finish all these books. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. All around, these books are kind of, uh, this book at least has a, like, more just I think focused and well done storyline where it's all the pieces are just kind of in place and move smoothly. Yes, it was more Compared of a contained storyline exactly. too. Um, and you could kind of see, you know, um, where the story was going, where it was mm. headed the entire time. Where like the I forgot what the Daredevil one is called. I don't remember. I have no clue. It just felt so uncohesive. <laughs> um but yes, yes, I agree with that. So but yeah, I guess there's going to be a wrap up issue um called what's it called dead ends dead ends yes <laughs> which describes all these books perfectly so i don't know if that was announced prior to these books no i remember when the list came out that wasn't it wasn't on there so right long. yeah so they must have held off on that you know because that would just let everyone know don't even bother with these <laughs> so you know not saying you shouldn't read this but <sighs> Don't expect any answers. If you, if you need some random thing to read in between time, like big event books, this is fine. But I guess I wouldn't even consider this a big event though. At this point, it sounds like Wolverine his like first issue is going to be the big event, you mm-hmm. know. And it sounds like really that's when they're going to unfold the story. Unfortunately, um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so what else do we have? Uh, we went on to champions this week. All right. Number 23. Champions number 23. While Ironheart and Amadeus Cho take major steps forward in their superhero journeys, Nova takes a step back. As the team faces a complicated uh, and dangerous threat, Sam Alexander wonders, is there a future for him with the champions? Eh, not really. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he'll get his power. Yeah, but... yeah, he'll get his power. And, I mean... That's not really the whole story here. This no. is mostly Viv, you know, yeah. and her story. And which, unfortunately, just seems to be all the champion stories are centered around Viv. I agree. But um, I'll tell I you, agree. my biggest problem with this book, for this issue at least, was that it took eight pages of narration to get to the actual story mm-hmm. at this point. It's like, I read the, well, I read I the, read last, the last issue. issue. I yeah. know what happened. There they a, gave me a, eight pages of recap. summary, yeah. Yeah. It's just like kind of where Viv was mm, and exactly why she's in this place. This was only and, a twenty-five ish like page issue, yeah. so it's that's almost half the book. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you're reading this book and picking up at number, you know, twenty-three, you probably have an idea mm. at least what's going on. Um, and that's why they have their little summary pages in the beginning of each book, you know, exactly. which I love that Marvel does. But <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. It was okay. Like I'm going to continue reading the book. Um, but yeah, it didn't really further much for me. Um, oh, this just felt like a very like step down compared to the previous issue. I'm not a huge fan of Swamp Thing. 
you know, and I never have. Been. Man thing. Man thing. I yes. do the same I, exact I, thing. Yes, because they the almost feel, once again, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, literally they feel, the same character. Yes, they feel very interchangeable to me, and I just don't, you know, get into them. So, like, him being, like, such a big part of this story, it's just been like, eh. Mm. For me, I'm just not really getting into it 100%. I like all the character stuff that's happening here. I did enjoy the little, you know, story beats that happened with Sam, um, you know, with him, like, you know, even though he didn't have his helmet or anything, he still, you know, ended up being the hero and everything, um, you know, during the battle. And, you know, he ended up, you know, almost saving the day. But at the same time, I'm just kind of over the whole Viv thing. I really hope like next arc is less to do about her mm. and, you know, this whole, you know, I don't know, like Tin Man, you know, or like finding his heart or, mm. you know, Pinocchio becoming well, a real boy. I think it really just depends on if they allow the dad to kill himself or not. <laughs> yeah, which is very dark. <laughs> so I just hope it really focuses on maybe on Sam. I know that Miles will be coming back soon. Mm. So that'll be major. Um, you know, I definitely, you know, felt his you know absence, absence here yeah. you know um but yeah yeah it was all right like it, it's it's not it wasn't bad enough for me to like say okay i'm not reading the book anymore mm-hmm. like i'll continue reading it just to see where it goes but i can't handle much more of it you know like this so i just worry it yes. gave me a lot of flashbacks to wade's work in the first few arcs that was very Jamie, much so. about like vivian and like mm-hmm. everything that was going on with her um i don't like is she that like much of a like popular character right now i have no idea because it doesn't feel that way to me i know that king's run was huge on the vision book Mm. um but i don't know why they're deciding to really center like so many stories around her um it's kind of disappointing because you have such a great team that there seems to be a lot of different characters that you could be exploring a lot of different storylines you could be i don't know if it's just like an easy fallback because you know it's a robot trying to become human almost I've just in a seen sense. this story so many mm. times you know if you're a fan of the genre any of these like nerd genres you know I'm a Star Trek fan I went through this with data for like seasons so mm. I, I I don't know I know where this is gonna end up going so I'm just I'm, I don't know I'm a little I over it I hope her confronting her emotions will be the end of it well it seems like now they're untapped now now mm. that you know she she disabled that part of her and now, you know, they've been released. So we'll see what that's like. Um, yeah. Uh, it could be interesting, I guess, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. They're going to have easily... to do a lot to like hmm. keep me on. She can easily become an annoying character if it's just now. Or when she becomes a monster. Chris is like, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> you turn any hero villain. I saw uh... a little, like she starts experiencing rage and everything because she had those emotions before and Mm. after the huge losses that she suffered during the whole vision storyline she turned them off so um i don't know i don't know we'll see where it goes what road she goes down but i definitely need miles back in this book (laughs) i love ironheart being here Mm. but i need she had a great moment when she saved sam i love that yeah yeah and i like i said i enjoyed sam's moment but i also, don't want to see Sam running around in street clothes. Yeah, I hope that either. ends soon. Or yeah, it's like, he needs I'm to pick up some other powers or something. <laughs> so, but just give him a suit. Just yeah, give him his fucking helmet back. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're on to Fantastic Four number one, the long-awaited. 
return of the Marvel's first family. Yes, and that's because you demanded it. The world's greatest comic magazine is back. <laughs> I could give a shit. I'll be honest. No, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Come on, that was a perfect tie into the read. Uh, <laughs> Since the end of Secret Wars, there has been a gap in the Marvel universe, a void no other team can fill. That's bullshit. Uh, and it's time for the world to move on. But can it? A life-changing decision by the Thing, a momentous declaration by the Human Torch. A call to arms that summons Doctor Doom and a signal in the sky that heralds the return of hope to the Marvel Universe. All this and Alicia Masters adopts kittens. So cute. Plus the Impossible Man. And bonus stories illustrated by uh, Simone, I don't know how to say your last name, Bianchi and (laughs) Scotty Young. Uh, If you read only one Marvel comic this month, this is the one Marvel says. Mm-hmm. I disagree. But. <laughs> uh, I did not demand this. No. I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan. I am not either. I was curious to see where they were at. Mm-hmm. You know, what was going on. I will say that. Um, Fantastic Four is always for me, you know, and I've, I've been reading books since like the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they've always been like your dad's, you know, superhero <laughs> team. <laughs> Um, and I feel like that has never changed. I enjoyed what Hickman kind of did with, you know, uh, the characters during his run with the new Avengers and everything with Reed and, you know, Sue. But other than that, I've never really gotten to the Fantastic Four. That being said, I was excited to see what Slot would do mm-hmm. with this. Um, but... I don't know. Um, I, I, a lot of people were kind of upset by the fact that it didn't really hit the ground running. Um, it's much more a character piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of like catching up with, you know, Johnny and Ben and seeing where they're at. Um, it seems like a lot of like sitting around moping. Yeah. Um, I, at the same, I did enjoy the setup. Like if I, like I figured they wouldn't just arrive, you know, first issue. Like I need that build up. Um, I did think there were good moments in this. Um, you know, these two characters kind of dealing with grief, like their, their loss. I mean, it's a huge loss that they mm. suffered. They lost their family. Um, you know, not only, you know, Reed and Sue, but the kids too, on top of everything. So, um, you know, and I've been following Johnny um, with the Uncanny Avengers, but it, it really didn't touch on anything that was going on, you know, um, just a little here and there. But... I thought it was a nice setup, mm-hmm. um, and I will keep reading just to kind of see how it all comes together. Um, just from solicitations and from you know new sites, it sounds like they're not really going to be ba- all back together and mm-hmm. reunited to like issue three or four. Um, I did. This was a very slot moment, um, and I thought it was actually. I thought it was really well done. Where um, Ben basically proposes to Alicia and, you know, they're going to tell Johnny and, you know, at first everyone's excited and then Ben, you know, asks Johnny to be his best man. Mm -hmm. And it felt very, like, paint by numbers. And then all of a sudden Johnny just, like, starts to go off on Ben. Like, no, no. Because it would basically then be them admitting that Reed is gone. 
Mm. And he says, Reed Richards is your best man. I am not your best man. So I thought that was a big moment, you know, and it really, it did like, I don't know, it did resonate with me. Um, so that, and that, that gives me hope for the book because it was such, Slot loves those like sucker punch moments where, you know, the book is just kind of going along. Mm-hmm. It seems like your normal everyday comic book. And then he just hits you with this huge emotional beat out of nowhere. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, how did you feel about this book? You know, I, I didn't have a problem with it being this kind of character piece story, as you said. Um, I would have liked there to be maybe some more of a villainous, ominous thing going on in the background. I know we see Doom at the end. Uh, but it's like area. a separate story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was fine. Um, it was fine with the set. This feels weird, especially when you if you want to think about where they showed us them in Legacy. Yes. With them standing on top of a building, shooting up the flare themselves. Oh, you're talking about with Johnny and, uh, yeah. The thing? And, so and it's the just thing, like... Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And it feels like kind of that was their piece of, like, we're moving on. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's... Like I, I mean, said, that's it's, just... It's grief, it's not textbook, so yeah. I understand. Like, I, I know what you mean, but I, I'm probably more forgiving of that just because I know it comes through, you know, in stages. So, mm. um, you know, and even though they're making that, you know, declaration, declaration it doesn't necessarily mean they're, you know feeling that you know so i i understand you know why they would revisit this but my thing too i didn't like the reveal of where reed and sue were you know they didn't really tell us where they're at but they kind of showed them and everything and i'm just kind of because what we know from like hickman's run and where we ended with those characters in Secret War, mm. they're supposed to be out there, like, populating, like, the multiverse, whatever the hell that means, you know? They're supposed to be setting, you know, right, you know, all these universes. So this felt very, like, lost in space. Like, and I'm hoping that they don't lose that angle, you know, mm. just to tell this story. I hope they, you know, delve into, like, where, like, Reed and Sue have been and what they've been doing and why they've been doing. Like, do they remember the events of everything that happened during Secret Wars. Um, you know, I really hope to, like, kind of, you know, mm. delve into that story and everything because that was such a huge, fantastic hoping, four story. Mm, I'm hoping, like, out of all the characters, at least they remember what's going I on. I would think so. Mm. And if they were following that storyline and everything and where we, we saw the kids, you know, they were the ones in Legacy who were, it seemed like they were going back mm-hmm. to, you know, the Marvel Universe at that point. Like, they were done, you know, with what, what they are doing, and they are headed back. So, that kind of contradicts this, unless they just maybe got lost on the way. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. It's just like, even with uh, Thing and Human Torch, it felt like, okay, we're at a point where we're, we're ready to start up again. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go, and then we get to this book, and it's just like, hey, forget everything you just saw. Yeah. And then... With that point, the kids are supposed to be on their way back to... I mean, they don't tell us where they're going. They're like, yeah, they're I know where we're going next. And yes, yes. I don't um, know... I don't know, if, I don't know if I'm just supposed to forget that and well, move maybe, forward or... And maybe they are... Like, maybe they were headed back. And maybe that you will get that story, mm-hmm. you know, along with this. But at this point, it seems like... And we only see Reed and Sue. You know, it seems like they're stranded somewhere. Um, so maybe something happened on the way back or, you know, they were going after the kids trying to find mm-hmm. them. So we'll see where the story ends up. But yeah, it, it seemed a little confusing at that point. And my fear Fine. is just that we're losing 
you know what happened with Hickman and everything um, mm. you know so and I don't I don't even know how many characters actually recall everything that happened during Secret Wars you know which is a huge event I, I almost hope not many because mm. <laughs> you know it's pretty you know I don't mind shattering I know so, Captain Marvel knows for a fact yes yes I believe she recalls everything mm. um, we and we're still do, dealing with you know there's a lot of like the ultimate universe, you know, I mean, Miles in particular, mm. who's, you know, around, you know, due to events that happened during, you know, Secret Wars. I know there's like, uh, ultimate, uh, Marauders, um, from the X-Verse, the ultimates are, are like in, uh, X-Men Blue right now. So there are like these, you know, stragglers, um, uh, Wolverine Sun from the ultimate mm. universe is, you know, part of this universe now. So I feel like for a while they're setting up for something, um, and I'm hoping they're still going that route where they're going to like make this multiverse right again, or they're going to, you know, um, you know, get rid of it altogether. Yeah. You know, maybe, I mean, I um, want it to stay in this kind of, they're all in one place rather than spill them back up. Like I, I, I don't want to see them go back to... So you would like... You know, I agree with Miles. Mm-hmm. I definitely want Miles to be part of the 616. I don't I don't need more Wolverines running around, you know. And, like, with the Marauders, mm-hmm. they're actually, like, duplicates of other pre-existing characters in this universe. So I don't need doubles. <laughs> I don't want doubles, per se, but I also... Like, Quicksilver's part of that. There's, like, a Quicksilver, and, like, it's, like, okay... It's just that I, that's one thing that I hate, and that happens with the X Men all the damn time. You know, there's always these time displays and you know alternate reality characters and everything, and I'm just like, okay. So, um, if anything, I would like to see almost like a soft reboot, you know, to the whole Marvel universe. I don't think we'll necessarily get that, but at least not till next summer. Yes, <laughs> not the next, the next big event. Um, but that's really what I thought was going to happen with the whole Fantastic mm-hmm. Four story. So maybe maybe it is. We'll see. But um, yeah, overall, it wasn't a bad like first issue. No. Um, I think a lot of people are just complaining because it wasn't exactly what they predicted. You know, which is, seems to be a fandom thing now. It wasn't super exciting, but it also it was a good book in general. So and I, I try to put myself in the shoes of like a huge Fantastic Four fan. I guess maybe if you've been waiting this long for their return, you might be a little annoyed. You know, but at the same time, I thought it was a well-written piece and really mm-hmm. gave you insight to what like Ben and Johnny have been dealing with. So, I don't know. I, don't know. I can tell you right now, the next issue will probably focus mostly on Reed and... Um, I would think so. Yeah, what's been going on. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll, I'll pick it up. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with it just to kind of, you know, see where mm-hmm. it all ends up. Um, but, yeah. So, up next we have Darth Vader. Oh, um, did you read this at all? Was did it? you read this one at all? Are we on mic right now? Um, we are roused. No. <laughs> I did not read I this. I was just curious. Yeah. No, I at, and it was one where I was like, I should read it, because I remember you saying before that was a good, like, jumping on point. Mm-hmm. And this is the beginning of a story arc, right? Yeah. So I will try to go back and read this, at least. Um, so we're, we're talking about Vader this time. Uh, Fortress Vader begins, uh. A Jedi makes a desperate deal. The Inquisitor's mission evolves. Darth Vader discovers a theft. What a tiny blurb. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, run into Eth Koth this uh, issue. Okay. Uh, 
we see the end of Heathcliff. Wow. Um, he, so we, it, it, it opens with, um, Heathcliff's uh, wife is having a baby. Uh, he has apparently given up his, the Jedi Order, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And he said that he is a preacher now, and Vader, of course, walks in as soon as the baby is born. Uh- <laughs> oh, God. Does he kill the baby? No. No Does baby he take death. the baby? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that might be worse. I know. Um, there's a great moment where um, Ethcoth is basically fighting Vader, and uh, the mom and the baby run out. They're trying to get to a ship, and uh, an Inquisitor stops her. And um, the Inquisitor... She goes to the Inquisitor and says, woman to woman, you know, I have this child, please let me pass. And um, the Inquisitor's like, okay, I'll let you pass. Mm-hmm. And oh, she God. gets onto the ship and... Uh, she blows up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Another Inquisitor's like, what are you doing? You're letting her go? It's like, no. She came to me woman to woman. I want her to never trust someone ever again. And then rips the baby from her using the Force as the doors are shutting. Uh, and she has a total meltdown inside the ship, of uh-huh. course, um, trying to get them to land. Were they Inquisitors that you've seen before? Um, they're all Inquisitors that we've been following in okay. the storyline. Okay. Um, they all have weird names, so I always forget. It's like Nymph Sister and stuff like okay. that. I love these Inquisitors. So. <laughs> um, this was the first time we the Inquisitors actually seemed like they knew what they were fucking doing. And okay. were like actually competent, not like in this they kind more of like personality. Yeah, they have more personalities, which I, I liked. I like that. Um, you get this moment. Uh, so that's like the beginning, like the first third of the book or half of the book. It was a very short issue. Uh, do they talk about what they think Vader is going to do with the child? Um, no. we know how Vader is with younglings. So that I mean, right away, that's terrifying to me. Uh, Vader. Which is funny. Vader holds the baby using just the force, so he's just like... <laughs> he I doesn't even want to, like, soil no. his glove. But no, Vader baby. immediately passes it off to um, someone that... Some of the Emperor's handlers, and that's the end of the baby. We don't know I wonder if he just sees it as, like, a future Inquisitor or something. You probably. Know? Or a replacement. Hmm. I mean, the Emperor's always looking to replace Vader. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> that old bastard. Um... But what we're, what we're really left with this book um, is the Inquisitors are sitting at a table. They're talking to each other. Um, you know, they're kind of like, oh, you know, we're, I wonder what's going to happen on the next mission and what's going to, what, what we're going to happen when we reach the next Jedi. And the other one's just like, oh, we're going to kill him, of course, you know, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, eventually we're going to run out of Jedi to kill. And um, uh, the head of the Inquisitors uh, is talking to Vader at this point, you know, explaining like, you know, these are the Jedi that we know exist, but we do have we have no idea where they are. You know, they are really good at hiding. We have absolutely no idea. So for now, until they show up, we're not we have not we have no leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no way of finding them. So deal. <laughs> uh-huh. And of course, the people that are talking at the table. We go back to them, and it's them discussing. You know, what will Vader do when there's no more Jedi? And it's mm-hmm. like, and uh, the last line of the issue is, well, of course he'll find someone else to kill, Which and he's that. walking towards the table. Uh huh. And that's okay. just kind of how it ends. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's pretty much because I would see, I would think that they, he would go after the Inquisitors mm-hmm. for that. So there'd be the next. It's right. very ominous. It's him just standing over the table. It are they hunting like people with like forced potential, like you know, cost like child? Like is that a thing too? I believe um, Vader destroys the list of potential Jedi. Why does he destroy the list? 
Um, like he doesn't. He want doesn't him. want. He wants a challenge. He doesn't want the emperor getting a hold of the list so that he can train new Vaders. Oh, okay. Um, and that was part of um, the storyline where they fight the librarian. Okay, I believe. Okay. Yes. And he had to kill that whole ship because they. She immediately reveals that he's Anakin to all the troopers on the ship. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a heavy fucking moment right there. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is your fault, and just destroys everything. All right, and you feel like this is a good jumping on point. Yes, it was very, it was extremely short. I mean, when you think about like a monthly release and everything, you you might Mm -hmm. want a little bit more out of your book, but this is definitely the start of the next arc. Okay, all right, Mm -hmm. which is a perfect jumping point. So, and this is Souls, so I'm definitely, you know, I love Souls work. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I said in the past that he's been kind of the MVP of this year, really. Um, you know, he's been, God, how many books have we reviewed that mm. Soul's been doing? So, um, yeah, I, I will definitely, he's actually, Soul's doing uh, the Wolverine book. Actually. Oh, okay. That's so, great. I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I will, I, I will be reading this mm. probably tonight. So, <laughs> it's so super quick. You will fly through it, so. I want to start talking Vader, though, and I'm mm. really intrigued by this whole story. It was right funny now. because I was literally, I started watching Clone Wars again so I could get back and uh, remember everything that happened before the new season comes out. Mm. And of course, I just watched an episode with Eth Koth in it. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I just watched you, I just saw you die. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you die. <laughs> Oh, that's funny how things work out. Uh-huh. So uh, that's going to do it for comic books yeah. this week. We're moving on to the squared circle. We've got a lot to cover. Yes. Hey, guys, it's Geoffrey from Beer Belly Sports. Catch every new show Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern at 7 o'clock Central right here on Ironic Radio where you can hear crap like this. You should be happy what I just did. I, I didn't I didn't screw up any of that. To be honest, Gifri, every time you tie your shoes properly, I'm impressed. I don't tie my shoes, by the way. So. Rockin' Velcro's tonight. <laughs> and then crap like this as well, too. With the third overall pick, ah. also Wild Hogs, select Rich Handsoff. Yes, Rich. Rich Handsoff. Um, what a Richard. Yeah, right. yeah, Rich Handsoff. You know, he was, he was a star quarterback uh, for his team at uh, Duluth A&M, which is just mm. a, it's a tiny little school out in Nevada. Yeah. Um, but to tell you what, Rich hands off. He, he's a quarterback. He's a lefty. But the only reason he's a lefty, ironically, doesn't have a right hand. So ah. um, Rich hands off kind of makes sense with the name. But you know, and also again, ironically, kind of struggles with the transfer when he's giving it to the back. But nah. boy, can that guy sling it! And what were we thinking right here? And now we have. Bill and the former Beast, who lived together in their great cast after he was able to come back to be a real person. A real man? A real oh man. Okay. Coming this summer, Bill and the Beast get to a little bit of an awkward situation. Uh-oh. When they have a little boy, <gasps> but he's still a beast. What? Oh, the witch's curse current transform generations. <laughs> it can be transferred through DNA. This is outstanding. They don't know how it happened. Was the beast cheating? <gasps> or was Belle cheating as well? How would she convert to a beast? That's the unnecessary part. <laughs> this summer, the classic romantic comedy. <laughs> Belle and the Beast figure out who the father or mother was. And Beauty and the Beast, too. 
<laughs> that and more right here on Ironic Radio every Saturday from 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Ironic Radio. All right, so we are going to go ahead and we are going to be previewing not only SummerSlam, but we're going to talk NXT TakeOver. Um, which we haven't been doing in the past, but I've actually been watching the show <laughs> instead of just the takeovers mm. and saying to myself, man, I really should be fucking watching NXT. <laughs> uh, we aren't going to be doing like a Raw and SmackDown recap just because I feel like we're going to naturally recap mm. those shows while we're doing the previews. So, but let's just jump into NXT TakeOver. Yes, uh, we have Velveteen Dream going up against EC3. This is a very, very simple feud. Velveteen, like, left, like, during their tag match. Um, and, you know, they've had this, like, simmering feud kind of happening ever since. So, um, both intriguing characters um, kind of interacting. Mm. EC3 is the top 1%, you know, it's kind of his gimmick. Just two, like, egos clashing. Exactly. So, um... I mean, that's been kind of the basis of almost every Velveteen Dream. Yes, yes, but even far. more so with EC3. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy what they're doing with his music. I don't know who... Like, well, it's the, the same group who does, like, all the WWE guys' music mm-hmm. right now. What, what, CFO? Yeah, CFO. Yes, but I... Like, I feel like all the NXT's, like, guys' music are so much better than, like, the <laughs> WWE's, like, music. Like, e- EC3 has, like, this... Comp- like very like sing song like theme that like the crowd is totally behind and into right now um you know but then i like watch like raw i was like besides like bobby Roode, no one else has this yeah. you know so i wonder why that is you know but it's definitely got him over and not that he couldn't get over on his own but um but yeah i this should be a cool clash of styles mm-hmm. Um, EC3, though, he's such a solid performer. I feel like he'll be able to, like, hang with Velveteen Dream. Um, but yeah, um, it's only a matter of time before EC3 is called up, though. I think it's a matter of time before either of them. Yes, but EC3 is literally (laughs) everything McMahon is looking for in a champion. Just, like, I can see his mouth Mm. just watering right now like seeing like not only do you have this total like body guy but you have a guy who, who's good on the mic and like has a personality and just you know people you know, it can work mm. you know people are behind he can actually work in the ring so i mean the only thing that i could see stopping ec3 from getting a push is the fact that he's not like homegrown um, and he did originally start with the WWE and their developmental system, but then really he came into his own character-wise mm-hmm. with TNA. So uh, that always, just typically with McMahon, uh, he usually shits on that right away. If he didn't make it, then he has to add his own touch, and he ruins it, and then he throws it away. <laughs> so um, that's my only fear for him. Well, I'm hoping that we're getting to a point Nowadays, especially with the amount of talent that they're drawing in from everywhere else into NXT, that we're going to get past this. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we did. Kevin Owens, to a certain extent, got past that. AJ Styles definitely did. But I mean, you see what you know Nakamura and and Balor and Balor and you know, um, you know the um, uh, the Bullet Club yeah. guys, um, you know, Gallows and Anderson. <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, for this so, match, who do you have going over? I think it's going to 
Because mm, this is the beginning of the feud, I think it's probably going to be... I'm going to say Dream. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say Dream here, um, just because I feel like it's the start. Uh, and then you're going to have EC3, you know. He, he's definitely the face in this. Mm. Um, Which is ridiculous. This, yes. yes. <laughs> well, the fact that and he's really... I mean, he's been the face. I guess the fans kind of turned him face. I heard him talking in some interview. Uh, but he can work as a face. He he works, even though he's bragging about being the top one percent. Mm. I mean, they're still behind him. There's no doubt. So um, you know, uh, he met up with Dream. Um, they kind of like teased this big like meeting where he would go to like the Dream Experience and it was basically at his house by the pool. And the whole like segment was like them like trying to like throw each other into the water like just you know that's what the whole tease was like you know they're kind of like you know getting away from the edge of the water the entire time and that was it that was the whole, it's like I, well I guess they don't have much time you know it still worked for them but it was just like man I could never see this like on Raw or Smackdown um, you know it was so simple but it was it was still funny you know mm. um, but yeah I'm gonna say Dream wins here and then it leads to like a longer program um, I'm gonna say Dream as well, but I I just don't know if the program will continue. Mm-hmm. I just I've seen Dream have these same feud almost every time now at this point, mm-hmm. where it's I I don't know if he'll get over or not, but I have I have strong feeling that he will in this match, but mm-hmm. um I don't I don't see this going anywhere from that. See, I think it's not going to be another takeover match. It'll mm-hmm. just be something they continue on their TV. Yeah, because those feuds have continued on TV. They just mm-hmm. don't make it to the next like big pay-per-view when so. they're only like three or four months apart yes right the <laughs> they've got to fill screen time you know somehow. unless you're gargano and Seattle. yes but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh next we have undisputed era versus mustache mountain um and mustache mountain beat them just recently and then lost the belts pretty quickly afterwards too um it was a fantastic match though they, they have barn burners. Um, they're all great workers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, I think Undisputed Era is going to keep those belts, though. Just because, you know, they're they're both the um, British guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, you know, long they're going to be sticking around. Um, they're kind of back and forth, it seems like. And I know that they're trying to do, like, the expansion overseas mm-hmm. right now with, you know, a lot of, like, the British performers. So I don't, I don't see them you know, having those tag team belts. So I feel like it's going to be the undisputed era right now. Uh, I'm predicting a lot of, like, potential interference. I mean, we've, like, what I've seen, I haven't been watching week to week like you have, but mm-hmm. what I've seen from the interactions, everyone seems to be pissed off at undisputed era. Yeah. So. Um, Mustache Mountain, they did a whole angle where um, Tyler Bate had to throw in the towel for uh, Trent. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of animosity between the two. They kind of have this, like, it seems like they have, like, a, like, whole, like, you know, uh, like, teacher-student thing going on, maybe. So that, and this is just from a couple weeks of watching. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so I'm wondering if that's going to come into play here, too. So Yeah, I, I still say Undisputed Era is keeping on to those titles. I want to see um, one of them at least win the NXT Championship at some point. I would like to see all four of them holding titles if possible. But that would be awesome. Well, I mean, right now you, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think what's his name is still injured mm-hmm. technically, but Cole does have the North American belt. So, but I could definitely see him getting a title run yeah. eventually too. 
So, what do we have next? Uh, we have Shayna Baszler versus um, Kyrie. Kyrie Sam. <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said That's it. why I threw it your way. <laughs> I was trying to set you up. Thank you. <laughs> I am dead inside. Uh, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I forgot these guys even fought in the main. In the main, young, right? I think it was. It, weren't they in the final? Yeah, they're in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they. This is a big rematch. Um, I just feel like they're on two different levels right now. I know Sane has been getting wins and stuff like that, but Baszler feels like such a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that changing. So I feel like uh, she took out Johnny's. Um, uh, uh, Candace, yeah, yeah, Candace uh, recently, his wife. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've got to say, I feel like Baszler's going to win here. I could um, be wrong. I say the same, but for reasons, because I think, um, the story really leads to Candace being the one to take the title off of her down the road. And that I feel like, especially with the big pay-per-view mm. happening, um, what is it called? Evolution. Um, such a stupid name. I don't know why the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I get the concept, but... Since you have, like, <laughs> one, I believe there was a pay-per-view called Evolution at one point, I'm too. sure. And then you, you hit such an established, you know, stable. Fashion, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but whatever. I'm, I'm going to let that go. Probably <laughs> The memes not, have not yes. let it go. <laughs> so, but uh, I just feel like, yeah, this will lead to yes. a, a match at, you know, Evolution. So I mean, I like them showing Sane in a more um, serious manner. I don't like her whole pirate gimmick right now. Yeah, but I think that really takes away from her as a wrestler. I gotta say, it feels so video game ish mm-hmm. to me too. Like it feels like she's like oh, it's, a Tekken character. Exactly, that's exactly. What it seems like straight out of Tekken. Yeah, but everything else is just. I don't it's know, just she's a great but, performer. It's just, no, she's fantastic. Yeah, but like yeah. I don't understand why she's a pirate. I just uh-huh. don't get Do they even give any kind of backstory or she just likes being a pirate? I think it's just that she likes being a pirate, <laughs> to be honest. If I uh, all I remember is being May Young. They they had a pirate character. Oh, what the fuck was his name? Like five, ten years ago too. He got hit in the head though, and then he thought he was a pirate. Oh. There's something weird like that. <laughs> something strange. So not this enough. is not the case. This is much better than that, but still. I'm hoping that it's kind of like an Emma start where it's a it's an unserious gimmick that eventually she changes. Well, this was her gimmick too, though. Like, right in Japan, was this her gimmick? I don't remember. I don't think. I I don't think they didn't give this gimmick to her. She oh. she came to uh, she started the May Young Classic with this. Huh. Well, I, so just, I, don't I don't remember her working underground, which she wasn't a pirate whatsoever. Okay, okay. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know why, because it didn't feel like they gave anyone else gimmicks, so I don't mm. know why they think, here, wear this. Um, you know, unless they're just trying to sabotage her. <laughs> I, I just don't see this gimmick working, at least in the WWE. <sighs> I hope not. So, I'm, I'm, I'm already a little over it. Yeah, but fantastic work. Mm. Um, next, we have the NXT North American Championship. Adam yes. Cole versus Ricochet. Um, this is going to be an awesome match. Mm. Um, man. The only problem is I just I'm I'm not confident that they're ready to take anything off of Undisputed Era. And I feel like once again, I feel like this is the start of the feud. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're gonna have Ricochet chase Cole for a little bit. So I can agree with that. It's gonna be a fucking awesome match mm-hmm. though. 
Um, I, and what's great about these NXT matches and takeovers, they get so much time. There's only a handful of matches, and they're all like, you know, they get, you know, as much time as they need, yes. pretty much. So, um, I don't know. I And I feel like it's almost too soon. That sounds ridiculous because he's so established for Ricochet just mm. to kind of like walk in and grab that belt from Cole. But maybe they do it. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe they have Cole in Undisputed Era chasing Ricochet and just, you know, tormenting him. So, just, it's funny you know, just to be different. And, like, Balor won it, like, right away when he showed up, kind of. Was it, it was well, a little so bit. Owens did. Owens won oh, yeah, it right as away. as well. He won it right away. But I don't, Balor didn't win it right away. It took him a little bit to get it. So... Um, I just feel like he hasn't wrestled enough matches in NXT. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't seen him like, hardly wrestle anything. So, um, But I could definitely see him winning it. And, and I mean, it's not the world title either, mm. the NXT like, championship. So, um, you know, maybe it'll be something where I mean, they kind I of go back and more forth. more than the universal title. That's well, sure. that's, yes. I'm talking <laughs> about the NXT championship. I, I, I respect it more, all the NXT titles more than the uh, universal title at this point. So... Um. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Ricochet. Mm. You know, okay. I think you're gonna. I think this is gonna be the title that changes hands. Well, I will fight you on that. Okay. If if you're playing along Bring at it. home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Uh, next we have Sampa versus Gargano in a last man standing match for the NXT it's, Championship. It's Champa. Oh, it's Ciampa? It's Ciampa. I always say Sampa. Yeah, it's Ciampa. Okay, <laughs> we'll start over. Uh-huh. Tommaso Ciampa. All right. So next we have Ciampa going up against Gargano in a last man standing match for the NXT Championship. So now this was going to be a triple threat match, and Black actually got injured. Yes. So, because I had a feeling that Ciampa was going to retain since it was going to be a triple threat mm. match. Um, and then maybe Black would have been written out of this feud, and then it would have just been Johnny, you know, and Ciampa going back and forth, you know, for the title. Um, so, I don't know. It, it kind of alters everything without mm. Black in this feud now. Now, do we know how long Black is going to be out for? I'm not sure. I haven't heard reports, um, really, exactly saying how long he's going to be out, but it, he had, like, a, I think it was a, a groin or something like that he had to have surgery on like immediately so it was pretty bad but usually groin pools and I'm not a doctor isn't like something where you're out for like you know months and months so I could see him being back you know in time for like the next takeover Mm. um I don't I don't know it just changes because I feel like I don't know if Johnny and Johnny's like unhinged right now is mm-hmm. pretty much his character. He cost Black the title. Um, I just don't see Johnny winning the belt in that state. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be more about like Ciampa like retaining the title and just you know Johnny kind of like downward spiraling you know um, into this like more of this manic character and everything um, you know and him really having to come to terms you know with everything and you know building himself back up again so um you know i definitely don't feel like this feud is close to being done i feel like you're Mm -hmm. gonna get another couple takeovers with this um you know which is fine with me (laughs) i'm not a huge fan of last man standing matches though yeah 
Um, that's the one thing. Like I, I, I was like thinking about it, I was like, was their last match a last man standing match? But I think they just like fought everywhere. Mm. So that's why I felt that way. I guess yeah, no, it wasn't because they had to get back into the ring. So um, yeah, I'm gonna say Champa is gonna retain here. I love how much heat he has. Yeah, especially in like full cell and everything, mm. where you've got the regulars and like that whole like. It's not even like couple... a cheer because there's a heel. It's just booze. Yes, and like yeah, you deserve that. Like when he's getting kicked in the head and shit. Like and he started yelling at someone's grandmother there and everything, and he's like that old fashioned heel. I think mm. we talked about it before, where like he doesn't want you know merchandise of his being sold. Um, you know, and he, I guess, like, even backstage, he works the character, you know, with, like, you know, visitors and everything. Yeah. So, he's that, like, classic heel and everything. Um, he's keeping a kayfabe. So, um, yeah, I, just because I feel like they're going to want to insert Black back into this whole thing, I feel like Ciampa holds on to the belt. You know, and I, ju- I just don't think character-wise Johnny's where he mm-hmm. needs to be at mentally for him to, like, you know, win that title because he is so unhinged right now. I mean, that's my what my thoughts were exactly where he is as a character. I don't think he's ready to win the title. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they'll put Black back in or not. If they'll Because like when Drew got injured, he was out for a very long time. But so you think he gets called up? Maybe. Because, mm. I, I mean, this is this clears him up. He'll be gone for a while. He could easily yeah. just throw him up. Now, and Drew was gone for a good... I mean, he was gone for yes. a, like six months, right? Um, I don't know though. I feel like he's got unfinished business, so I feel like they're gonna want to throw him in there at least get one like you know rematch out of it. So, um, and like especially with amongst the three because he he actually took out Johnny, um, in the last episode. So and we're recording this Wednesday night, so we're not seeing the go home episode, um, of NXT. So, but um, yeah, I, I like I said, it almost feels like Champa's like. It corrupted, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny right now. So it feels like that's the angle, and he's kind of like got it underneath his skin. So I feel like that's just going to continue. But yeah, so I- I'm going Chapo here. It's going to be a hell of a match, though. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, just like their last two. <laughs> yes, yes. So. Their fucking last three. I mean, like, once again, I I have to go back and revisit the Cruiserweight Classic match because mm-hmm. I loved that match. I think it was my favorite match of the whole um, series. So, I mean, that was so fucking hard-hitting. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, but, yeah, so that's going to do it for NXT. I love yeah. how, like, it's just like, you know, these are the <laughs> matches we have. Mm. We're going to put on a hell of a show. I mean, they they haven't let us down yet, knock on wood. So uh, I'm really stoked to see this. So I, I almost forgot about it again. <laughs> Thank God G1 wrapped up last weekend. Can yes. you imagine if we had the G1 going on with NXT and fucking SummerSlam? It'd be too much. Yes, it would be. It, like, even the G1 on its own felt like too much Oh my point. God. Even <laughs> some sites that we're following just, like, stopped covering it. Like, it's like they just, like, tapped out. Like, I can't. I can't keep up. So, um, alright. So, SummerSlam. Yes. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega versus... Rusev and Lana for the kickoff show. How have you felt about this feud? Uh, it's not much of a feud. It's more about <laughs> Lana and um, what's her name? Zelina. Um, yeah, that seems to be kind of they've been the focus. Um, unfortunately, 
Um, I really would like to see uh, Almas and Rusev mix it up more. I was mm. hoping to get a one-on-one match here. and I mean, they'll lead to that, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's been a little disappointing. I mean, the true story is Lana's you know accent just disappearing. Slowly but surely, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, everything's gone except for, like, Rusev. Rusev the word yeah. Rusev, you know, and crush him. Like, that's it. So, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I... From reports, it sounds like McMahon is super behind all Nas, though. So that's a good thing. Mm. So it's it almost feels like they just don't have anything for him right now, and they're just waiting to insert him into like mm. a storyline. Um, at least to me, that's my that's wishful thinking. But I feel once I hear McMahon is like all about a, a wrestler, usually he gets a push, you know, quickly after. So, um, yeah, I. I think this is going to be probably more the same. Um, I think, uh, oh God, what's his fucking name? Aiden in English? Yeah, Aiden in English is going to end up either costing the match, yeah. you know, from a stupidity, or he's going to just turn on them completely. Mm. You know, maybe side with Almas. I don't know. need him on Almas' side. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I can't guarantee that, but I feel like that's happening. Unless you get, like, Rusev, like, turning on them. You know, but it feels like Rusev is still so over, especially in Lana is too, that I don't know if they'd want to turn them completely. Who is facing this match? Well, it's supposed to. It's Rusev and Lana. I guess. They're they're face. I mean, they are. (laughs) I mean, they're cheered by the crowd and everything. So they're being portrayed as the faces. Mm. So, um, yeah. I'm going to go with Almas right now and Vega Mm. winning um, due to hijinks. From Indian English, so that storyline will continue. I'm hoping they just went clean. Honestly, I just want. No, I, I would love that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I would book it. But I feel like you're gonna have that. That's that. That's been the long, you know, like the running mm-hmm. storyline right now for this past month. So I feel like it's probably gonna come to a head finally. I'm hoping so we can get past it. Uh, next we have the cruiserweight championship: uh, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. I'm going to say Cedric Alexander because I have no idea what the fuck's going on with 205 Live. Um, I, I wish I did. It sounds like it's getting better, but I say that every fucking pay-per-view and I'm still not watching. I don't know. To be different, I will throw it to Drew. I don't know shit about what's going on, so cool. Was Drew the one with that stupid gimmick where he was kind of like the, um, what is it called? The fucking, like, um, inspirational speaker. Like, he was almost like a politician. It seemed like he was walking around with a suit. Was that Drew? I have no idea. <laughs> That's when they were on, like, I feel like I haven't seen them on Raw lately. Are they even on Raw No, anymore? No, they're not on Raw. I haven't seen 205 yeah, on Raw in forever. For, like, a long time. Like, well, they were on Raw for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. But so that's when they like, have the purple it. suit. Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> no one wants to see this. Um... All right. All right. Well, well. I. I mean, good luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> I won't watch even, it. We won't I'll even try to book it. You can't even watch NXT. Oh, you're gonna watch the match? You're saying? Yes. Okay, I'll give you the match. Not the. Show. I thought you meant two hundred five. No. I was like, <laughs> <bullshit>. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Uh, um, um. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Forget that. Raw Tag Team Championship. <laughs> uh, the B Team versus Revival. Yes, and this is on the kickoff show. Because, mm. um, God forbid, they have two tag team belts, you know, defended in one pay-per-view. Uh, God, I would love to say the Revival. I would love to say the Revival. 
Do you feel like they've been represented on TV enough? That was well, they actually have. They're in the uh, triple threat match Mm -hmm. on on they they've been the number one contenders for like the last like three weeks now. So they've been featured more. Um, I could yes, I could see them. They're featured enough where I could see them possibly winning titles. I just feel like B team's getting over slowly but surely. Mm Um, I, I, it definitely seems like someone enjoys them in the back. They, they got their own music. So I, I really don't see them dropping the titles just yet. Maybe, um, the, the leaders of worlds get involved in this match. Depending on where we are with math. I guess, Christian. (laughs) Stop being such a mark. (laughs) I think he's just changing characters. I don't think he's changing characters. I think the angle is... I think he's just trying to capture it. He might be working on his own right now doing this without WWE's blessing. Um, just trying to get people curious to what's going on. But I just, he's not, we would hear more if mm-hmm. he was going away. And the way that the storyline would be working would be a little different. I think they would have Bray turn on him quickly um, just to kind of come to conclusion mm-hmm. if they were writing up the character. I know he like, what did he like, said goodbye to Bray yes. or something. I don't know. know. Jeff is being featured on this pay-per-view. <laughs> so I just don't buy it. And I, I can't trust Matt. You know, so. But I could see them, you know, interfering. Um, but I, I just feel like the team is retaining that title. They're un, they're unbeaten right now. They're undefeated. Uh, so. <laughs> How would you book this, Christian? Um, I would book it with the Revival winning cleanly. Me too. <laughs> just dominating. Just dominating. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Um, my one beef with them. So, as we know, we lost uh, yes. Jim the Anvil Nightheart, mm-hmm. you know, this past week. We've lost a lot of wrestlers, the, like, the past, like, two weeks. Um, uh, Brian Christopher, um... God, who else do we... Oh, Nikolai Volkov. Mm. Yeah, we've lost a lot. I mean, we lost Vader, like, that uh, last month. It's just crazy. It always comes in, like, clumps for some yeah. reason. So, um, but they did an homage to the Hart Foundation mm. during their triple threat match, which is cool. My problem is, one, it wasn't the finish. Um, it just happened, like, it was happenstance. It was just a move in the middle of the match. Two, the fucking announcers, they actually said uh, heart attack, but then didn't like put over why the team was doing the move. The revival did it, which was cool, but the announcers like kind of just like glossed over it. They they do say a little homage, but they they just said heart attack. They didn't like go into like oh this, this is to, for uh, Anvil and bubble. That's it. Maybe they added it on YouTube, but when I watched it, it no, says it they like it was like silent. Like, I don't know if it caught them off guard. You know, maybe my sound went out or something like that. Mm. I did not catch it at all. It was just like one line. It wasn't like... It was like, oh, heart attack and everything. And they did, I mean, they did a good job of honoring Jim's, like, uh, memory, like, throughout the show. You know, they had Rhonda open up mm. and, you know, do her little speech and everything. It was more about Natalia and everything. But then they did a little, like, package, like, in the middle of the show and everything for them. So... I'm not complaining about that, but it's just it's just my like frustration with that you know commentating team. And Renee did a great job; she actually did really well, um, and she adds something to that team. She feels very natural. I just have heard interviews in the past with her; she doesn't sound like she's interested in being a commentator. So well, it I'm, sounded like Vince was happy with her work. 
Well, yeah, he only talked to her a couple times was the um, the story that came out there. Mm. But people were saying that might just be just because she was so new and she he didn't want to rattle her. Because um, we know that he's supposed to be like a monster on right. the headset <laughs> to the other uh, commentators. So, um, you know, I, I feel like you'll definitely see her, you know, um, on that team for the uh, evolution. Oh, yes. So I feel like that's going to be happening. But yeah, just it that annoyed me the fact that that wasn't a bigger moment. I would like that to be the finish mm-hmm. at least, you know. And maybe they didn't want to give it since B team is the team that went over. Maybe they didn't want to give it to the B team since they're kind of a you know a comic a comedy team. But I don't know. It just that's just me, mm-hmm. you know, with a gripe. So the uh, Dudley boys did yeah, a really great job with um, the Road Warriors when Hawk passed away. Oh, they did. Um, they did the um, Doomsday device, um, and they came out, and they had, like, their uh, Hawk's name written on their armbands and everything like that, like, the week that, like, he passed away. Passed away. So it was a great job. Of, like, See, I thought you were going to mention that Bubba Ray also complained about the exact same thing that you are. Oh, really? Yes, on Twitter. He said, this is a About the match spot. Thing? He said, no. Uh, he said this should have been a finish, not a mid-match spot. Yes, well, I agree with him. Mm-hmm. So, but they, and that's what, because he... They did. They did it perfect. Like he, they set the bar, like for what to do, because they 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 hit that doomsday device, and people went fucking like went nuts when they did that. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah, but I mean, the revivals they have the ability to put on an awesome match with anyone. So uh, this is a kickoff show match. So I don't see that happening mm-hmm. here. But and like I said, I feel like the B team is gonna retain. Yeah. So, but yeah, if I was to book it, the revival would have the belt, <laughs> and they would have the belt for a long time. Um, so you think that the B team is going to win for sure? Yes. yes. Uh, just to be devil's advocate, I'm going to say revival. Nice. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we know that we're getting a Elias uh, segment somewhere. Yep. Another concert moment. Yes, I'm sure Bobby Lashley will be interfering again. So they they've been pretty cringe worthy mm. right now. Um, they don't have much chemistry together. It seems like, and it's mostly on Lashley's you know behalf. He just stop putting him in these spots. <laughs> don't let him talk anymore. <laughs> Give him a fucking advocate like Heyman or something, and just let him be a beast. Mm. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know what Lesnar's deal is, but he could totally like go into that role if they wanted to. So sell the fact that he has a fucking awesome like. Uh, MMA like record mm-hmm. too. They haven't even like mentioned it. They kind of laughed it off, which is hilarious to me. Like, why wouldn't you put together a package with that? Like showing him that like he dominated in that sport. You know, or, I, have no, I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you don't. I, I mean, yes, he over at TNA, he was a multi time champion. He like held every fucking belt at one point. I mean, I understand why you can't necessarily make a big deal out of that. But you could at least mention that he was a champion elsewhere instead of making it like he just quit wrestling, <laughs> mm. you know, for eight years. So I just, the whole reintroduction of his character made no sense. They, he should have been someone where they had like promo packages leading up, you know, to reintroduce him. Because really to everyone, you know, for the last, you know, six years, you've only seen him on highlights shaving fucking McMahon's head, you know, holding yeah. him down. So whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, we'll get this match somewhere down the line, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, let's go into the main card. Uh, so, on the main card, we have Finn Balor going up against Baron Corbin. Uh, there's been slight speculation that Finn will show up as Demon, but 
but there's been no signs of that, so I have no idea why that. I was kind of asking that question whether or not this warranted that. You know, I think a couple weeks ago, it does not warrant no. it at all, and they have not shown us any signs of that happening. Um, Would it be a cool moment, sure, for the pay per view? I guess it just feels like a waste of a moment almost. Yeah. Like I'd like that to be like the accumulation of like a blood feud or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I just. There's just nothing going on with this whole angle. It feels like almost like just a carbon copy of what was happening with like Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Mm. Like it feels like the same fucking angle. Like, you know, big guy, like David and Goliath, you know, kind of bullshit. Like 80s, you know, mm. I thought we were past this. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I, I see Balor going over cleanly here. You know, he lost pretty cleanly to Corbin um, on TV. So mm. if he loses this match, then to me, that would feel like they're burying him. Um, so I feel like that ba- Balor is going to win here. So I'm, going uh, I'm definitely hoping for Balor to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely hoping for fucking cleanly. I don't even want to see him have to like pull the tights. <laughs> I, I just want to see him. I want it to be coup de gras done. You know, I will say that their match on Raw was actually pretty decent. They actually had a good match. So I could give these guys some time. I feel like Balor could like just like it, it could be like a showcase for Balor, and I mean they're obviously not done with Corbin, and they're mm. kind of behind him as you know in this new character role for him. Um, I, I so I don't say bury him. I guess I wouldn't want that, but I would like to see them put on a good match, mm. and then Balor just fucking win outright. I would like to see Baron, you know, using his abusing his power, you know. Having stars come out to help him. He did this week a little. Um, Who did he give himself? He had him versus, um, what's his fucking name? Jesus Christ. Part of the fashion police. Oh, uh, Tyler Breeze. Yes, he set up a match for himself. Mm. So he is doing that. But yeah, give himself some like, you know, like like goons Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, you would think that. You would think that. It would be cool if he had Lashley working with him. Turn Lashley. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe you have something like that here. If you were to book it, then you would have Corbin have some outside interference. Yes. Someone come, you know, and kind of working on his behalf now and attack Finn. That would be even, it would be even entertaining to have Sami Zayn as his, like, little helper. <laughs> Just running Well, around. you would think, though, that you would have, and Zayn's out for a while, so yes. he's not going to be back for a while. But you would think it'd be a bigger guy, you know. But I guess you're not going to get a big guy. No, you know, it's really helping. Corbin's tall. Pretty, pretty big. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he definitely could use some henchmen at mm. least. Um, some lackeys, if you will. So you, if you were booking it, you would put Baron over? Am I hearing this correctly? <sighs> I got you in the corner. <laughs> If they were, if they showed more inklings of him being this type of character, then yes. But and there's, there's nothing wrong with that because if they're going to continue the feud, then that makes sense. I, but I don't want it to continue. Yes. I want it no, to I die. Agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going a solid match, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and Balor goes over cleanly. That's what I would book for this. I, I that's what I want. Okay. okay. I want that. I don't know, man. Didn't sound like it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a Corbin shirt. Uh, the Lone Wolf. I was behind him for a while. Really? I was behind. I thought, man, this guy has some potential. We'll see where it goes. But then the shit out of me. It was his hairline? I couldn't handle it. I wanted. I was so happy when he shaved his head. Mm. Unfortunately, it came with those vests. 
So I can't. I, I have this thing about like wrestlers wrestling in like dress clothes. Yeah, drives me nuts. I think maybe it's just because of fucking Kane, you know, and his whole like you know corporation yeah. Kane shit. But yeah, um, I just I I just haven't. I the character's just done nothing for me. Mm. He hasn't put it together enough in the ring yet. He has potential though. You know, he's just green. So um, I can uh, see everything him in after Money in the Bank just kind of lost interest in him. Yeah, well, it, for a while, it seemed like WWE lost interest mm. in him, too. So, all right, well, moving on, we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championships um, being defended by the Bludgeon Brothers against New Day. <sighs> I have no clue. I really don't. <laughs> I, um, the Bludgeon Brothers have had it since WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't, I don't see the New Day with the titles at the moment. And I mean, that's saying something when they've had the title so often. Yeah. And I feel like we've seen this match already. Mm. It's kind of disappointing. I was actually really hoping the bar would win. Because I felt like that would be a different matchup. Mm. It would be a fucking hard-hitting match, man. You want to talk about working snug. Those two teams going against each other? Um, I thought that would have been fun. So, and I feel like the bar like might be on the verge since they were gone for so long. Like, actually turning face. Um, and I feel like they could work that way. Mm-hmm. It'd have like an APA kind of feel to it. So, um, I, I'm going to say the Bludgeon Brothers go over here. I am. I'm going to give it to the Bludgeon Brothers just because, you know, maybe they move on to that feud with the mm-hmm. bar or another tag team. Uh, I see the New Day trying to overwhelm them with the numbers, but the Bludgeon Brothers just coming up on top anyway. Yeah. I... You know, if I was to book it, Christian, I would actually have Sanity come out and cost them the New Day the match. So they did have Sanity on SmackDown. I forgot all about Sanity. (laughs) They haven't been on TV for the last Mm. couple of weeks. So they did make an appearance this week. So um, they're back, at least, and maybe they're willing to do something with them. So um, I kind of like the look of this, like if Sanity was with the Bludgeon Brothers, it feels like they should be together, just naturally. You know, um, these bearded monsters. Um, but I mean, it'd be an interesting faction, but at the same time, I... it feels it, they feel like almost too much of a carbon copy of mm. each other too. So it's kind of weird that they're on the same like brand <laughs> right now. Because they even had them do like a face off right at one yeah. point in the very beginning. So we'll see. Maybe that is a feud that they you know go into at some point. I wouldn't mind seeing them go against each other. Yeah, it would be good matches. Mm. It would be, so. But yeah, um, I'm going to go Bludgeon Brothers here. So. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers. Okay. Alright, so we got the Money in the Bank briefcase match. So basically, Ron Strowman has put up his right to the briefcase mm. against Kevin Owens here. Um, but he, if he loses it anyway, DQ count out, he loses the briefcase. Um, I hate this angle. <laughs> despise it it feels like they're burying Kevin Owens it makes no sense Strowman has been booked as the heel the entire time mm. I mentioned this with the cage match that they had um, that being said I'm going I'm to make my first like bold prediction I think Kevin Owens is going to end up winning this match just because if he loses his fucking match man it's going to be like the Balor situation I feel like they're just burying him to bury him. Like, something's wrong if he loses this match. He's in someone's doghouse. And I haven't heard anything 
Mm. You know, of the sort. Um, so it just feels like it's leading to Owens winning that briefcase somehow. I mean, I, it won't be a pin, you know, it'll be, you know, due to hijinks. But it just makes, like, Owens having that briefcase makes so much more sense than Strowman having that briefcase. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, that being said, I know that Strowman is supposed to be, like, making the house show a circuit with uh, Reigns um, after SummerSlam. So that makes me feel like he's going to retain the briefcase. Mm-hmm. But I'm sticking to my guns. And that's exactly how I would book it, too. Um, Owens over um, Strowman here. Um, I'm sticking with Strowman winning. Mm-hmm. Holding on to the I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like um, this is all just placeholder crap. Mm-hmm. Just so that they That's have something interesting to do until he becomes champions. I just after he took that fucking bump off the cage, you think like there was a reason for that <laughs> point to that, and like they hadn't even shown that in highlights recently. You would think you'd be like centering the feud around that, at least in the packages, mm-hmm. you know. And they really haven't had packages, um, but just. I don't know. I and mean, maybe they feel like they'll put Owens too much over if they show that. But Strowman is so fucking over right now, it's ridiculous. I mean, the crowd is chanting for him. They pop for him anytime he shows up. So um, I'm a little down on him just because I feel like it's becoming too gimmicky with all the, you know, fucking, you know. Yeah. Like he did a thing where he, like, tossed the stage over, like, a week or two ago. Yeah, well. Uh, so, well, Owens. It was, was like, Kevin Owens show. Thing. Yeah, it's just kind of cheesy shit at this point. And I think they're doing it too often, so it's not special anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe. You know, I don't know. Cut back on that. Do it like once every couple months. You know, and um, then... I would book it with Kevin Owens trying to get him to DQ, but maybe something happens to the ref so they don't see it, and then uh, Strowman just goes to town until mm-hmm. the ref gets back up, or they have another ref show up, and then he just pins him. So okay, so you so Strowman goes over. Yes, that's how you would book it, or mm-hmm. that's what you that's how I'd book it. Okay. I, I, that's both how I see it happening okay. as well. Because okay. Kevin Owens is an opportunist. He's going to try to find a way to make... Um, yeah. And that's why I think I feel like this is his moment to actually shine. Like, he'll actually get it just to have it. I don't... Um, I just feel like it just... That case always works better in a heel's hands. Mm. And then to have a monster, you know, with that briefcase just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We said that right off the bat, like, Strowman doesn't need the briefcase. It doesn't make any sense. I know. Uh, but nothing right now makes But then, sense. at the same time, <laughs> do you have a... I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get to the main event. Um, you know, what's unfortunately going to be the main event. Mm. Um, so, okay, so you have Strowman winning yes. plainly here. Okay. I just don't understand what the point of the angle was, but I get it. <laughs> they don't care. They don't have a point. It just it buries Owen so much, man. I like I miss like I saw um, a video of like his debut in the WWE not in NXT when he came out and faced John Cena. It just feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like a completely different character. Um, it's just so disappointing to me, especially if you even look at where he was at like last year at mm. this time. It's just a whole different you know spectrum. Like he's on the other end now. So, um, next we have Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy with Randy Orton looming. (laughs) 
I, what, what was he doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. With all the allegations, it seemed a little Ooh. creepy to me. Ooh. We won't get into it. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing behind that curtain there, buddy? <laughs> I can't see your hands. <laughs> Keep your hands where I can see them, Morden. Um, <laughs> it was creepy. Like, is that going to be like he's going to grow a mustache? Is it going to be his like new gimmick, like the creeper? I have no idea, man. And it, All and creepy guys have mustaches. It gives a whole new, like, disgusting factor to the RKO. Yeah. Having to wrap <laughs> his hands around someone's head. Just so, I mean, I don't know. Those, I mean, you've heard stories of those guys, like, taking dumps in each other's lockers mm-hmm. and bags for years. So I'm unfortunately not surprised by anything at this point. So um, it does kind of change where I... Because I, I felt like Randy was going to be part of this match, so I'm wondering if they didn't pull the trigger on that because of that. Um, and maybe they'll change what they're doing here, because it feels like this is just going to be Nakamura going over with Orton interfering. Um, that's what it seems like it's going to be. Um, I Like I said last week, I'm disappointed with this feud just because I feel like Nakamura is just kind of there. And he's being completely overshadowed by Orton. I love everything that Orton's been doing as a heel, but I just feel like he just, you know, is just. I, I wish it was part of another angle, not this. So um, um, it's not. It's a disservice to Nakamura right now. I feel like this match might not even happen. So you think it's going to be kind of what happened last time? Almost, but maybe. It'll I mean, be... I guess that match technically happened, but it was just what, like eight seconds. Maybe long. it'll be Hardy comes out, um, Randy Orton immediately attacks. Mm-hmm. He could even. They have a lot of matches but... too. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of matches happening in this uh, this pay per view, so um, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, if I was to book it. I would give them 20 minutes and have a fucking classic and Orton wouldn't interfere at all and <laughs> Nakamura would go over. That's if I was to book it. So, but... If I were to book things, Nakamura would be fucking world champion yes. right now. <laughs> and a face, probably. I'm okay with the, with the US title right now, but yes, I, I agree. I, I, just, I feel like him and Hardy have not had enough time no, you know, together at all. In but they immediately matches. introduced um, Randy Orton as a new factor for this. Yes, so it just yes. Doesn't... Like I said, and I think it's just taking away from Nakamura's run. So and maybe maybe he shines here. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, next, we have the IC belts being defended by Dolph Ziggler against Seth Rollins, and Ziggler will have uh, Drew McIntyre in his corner. And Seth Rollins will have the returning Dean Ambrose yep. in his corner. Christian predictions. <laughs> um, I want to say that Dean would get involved and maybe even cost Seth the match, but uh, accidentally, I, on purpose. On purpose. Uh, so do you think he turns here? No. So, I I would well, like to say that he'd do that. But I feel like oh, they're so not that, going okay. to pull the trigger this soon on the pay-per-view. I feel like it'll be a whole nother build to another one. Yeah, you know, something seemed off about his demeanor um, at Raw, where he seemed, and maybe that he seemed very focused and quiet and everything, even though he was out there. So, um, like, he was already, like, prepping for that heel mm-hmm. role. I definitely, you know, and we kind of predicted before that he's going to turn heel pretty quickly. <sighs> So if I was to book it, yeah, I would I would have Ambrose turn right away. I don't want this dragged out. 
um, you know, cost Rollins the match. I feel like Ziggler is doing great with that belt right now, and I enjoy it on him. I mm-hmm. enjoy him and McIntyre together. So I'm kind of okay with them moving on, and then Seth kind of feuding with Ambrose for a while. So, um, you know, that's if I was to book it. But I feel like in classic WWE style, they're going to milk this storyline for all mm-hmm. it's worth and take all the fire and heat out of it. Well, we haven't even so, seen a traditional tag match between the two teams, Damon. Oh, God, I don't need it. I really don't. <laughs> I don't need, like, the Shield kind of reunited. I just I don't need that. Um, That's more segments to have Roman on. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's what we need, because he's not on 10 already. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I foresee them dragging this out, and maybe he costs him the match accidentally, quotation marks, um, you know, and then we find out later on that it was, yes, it was me all along, yes. Seth. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I thought it was weird to have um, Renee Young on uh, commentary. commentary was and she just went quiet during that whole, like, segment because, like, it just felt so unnatural because, like, why wouldn't one of the commentators turn to her like, did you know about this? <laughs> Because of course she would. It just felt weird. Mm. Um, you know, I'm sure they didn't time it that way. But with Coachman having his assignment or whatever the hell he was doing, you know, I guess it kind of just worked out that way. Um, all right, we are on Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. Um, this is the start of the feud for sure. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is a one of their happy moments. I feel like. I feel like it's too soon for uh, Brian to win, though. Yes, I think Brian's gonna be chasing the Miz for a while. Now, do you have it? Do you have it? It'd be interference with maybe Maurice coming out. Do you have it? I don't know if Maurice is gonna be back in the road, or maybe it'll just be a one shot deal. Um, I don't want it to be clean. That's for sure. I mean, maybe... just think about it. it. Advertises the show if she's there, though. At the it does. It does. And she was on the segment tonight. I mean, mm. it was you know, at their house or whatever. But, uh, I guess it would be a good plug for the show. Maybe they'll have the actual baby there. But they'll be plugging the shit out of that show throughout the whole fucking thing. Mm. And maybe they throw the actual baby in Daniel Bryan this time. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna say Miz goes over here. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I would book it because I want to see this feud continue. Um, and I would say that it's I, I want him to win like a heel. I don't want him going over cleanly. Well, no. Yeah. I don't need that kind of heat. I want, you know, I want Daniel, I want everyone just frustrated with the fact that The Miz yet again escaped with a win. Um, so, yeah. So I want it due to some kind of, you know, hijinks or heel tactics, if you will. I so. agree with you there. I, I'm afraid that it will be clean. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it'll be, like, a slight distraction, like, Daniel Bryan's looking away, and mm-hmm. it's just a skull-crushing finale out of nowhere. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I just, I feel like they're not booking their heels correctly. No. They're not allowing their heels to get heat anymore. Heels should cheat, and we're not mm. seeing that happen anymore. I don't even remember the last time I saw, like, a foreign object come into play. I don't get it. Well, come on. Carmella's matches. Not really, though. That was just... Are you just counting Ellsworth as a foreign object? Pretty much. <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. Like, let Miz heal the win here. Yes. So, um, 
moving on. Um, and I hope they get enough fucking time. Like, I book them with time here. Like, a good 15 minutes for these guys. If not more. So. Well, I mean, when you have no match between Nakamura and Hardy, there's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that could fucking happen, man. That could happen. Um, so, SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, God. Um, I'm dreading this match. <laughs> Carmella walking as champ versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I... I want to see Becky come out. She's not coming out. No, not here. I agree. Um, I think Carmella walks away with it. I, and honestly, she, I hate to say it, but I feel like she should. Storyline-wise, I agree, because it makes sense. Now that you've interjected Charlotte here, mm-hmm. I feel like Carmella's going to walk away here with the belt. There's going to be a feud between Becky and Charlotte, possibly, um, with one of them possibly turning heel. Maybe even Becky, because it seems like she's resentful of Charlotte being added into this match. Mm. Um, And then Carmella, uh, tonight, um, Charlotte had a great line where she she, uh, calls her like a diva in a time of like women like champions or something like that. A Divas champion at a time of women champions or something. I'm paraphrasing and mm. slaughtering the line. But it was a good line. But then Carmella like wore it. She like sat there and owned the line and said, you know, I am a diva and like start talking about her looks and how she's better than them and everything. So I feel like that's gonna be like her new like tagline, like like she's the diva champion or something mm. like that. Just the way they kind of set it up. Um and then I could see her like I don't know restart her feud with like Asuka or something because Asuka's been kind of off you know you know TV for for a couple weeks at this point so I feel like if she's going to be having a feud with anyone it'll mm. be Asuka and that will you know end up happening at um, Evolution you know maybe that's where you have her lose the title finally so um, do you have her losing it to Asuka then yes yes I would have her losing to Asuka. If it is going that route where Becky Lynch and Charlotte are having a feud mm. and you're turning Becky heel here. Um, I almost want to see that just because I want something different for Becky. Um, you know, I know she's over with the crowd right now and Charlotte's the natural heel here. Mm. But I just feel like it's something different. And I want to see another like angle being worked with the women right now on SmackDown. You know, anything that has to do with the women right now has to revolve around that championship you know it's the same with raw too i want to see you know secondary angles happening give me blood feuds you don't need to have the title if you're not going to have you know other belts then give me feuds you know there's nothing wrong with that so, yeah this would be a good start for becky lynch yes, and it just feels like the way they've set it up like that's mm. happening here so i could be wrong maybe becky just goes over <laughs> but that's what i foresee happening um you know, I, I feel like they're still behind Carmella, you know, even though her ring work is lacking. And she's literally the same character as Bliss <laughs> at this point. Yes. And just think, if they started to give um, Liv Morgan a push, it would be like three of them all of a sudden. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. So. Um, moving on. Uh, we are. Go- uh, oh, what was your prediction there? Oh, I agree. Carmella is going to win. Okay. Yeah. All right, so anyway, moving on, Raw's Women's Championship, um, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. So, you know, to go back to what we were talking about, we've had a lot of deaths and everything mm-hmm. um, with Jim Neidhart passing away this week. I feel like it's actually going to change the outcome of this match. 
I think before I was kind of predicting that, you know, Natalia would actually be the one costing Rousey the match here. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's not going to happen now. She's probably not going to be back on camera for a while. So I really don't know where they're going with this. Um, I don't feel like... Do you get the feel-good moment of Rousey winning here? Because the crowd is so behind her. Probably is that SummerSlam. SummerSlam is supposed to be this kind of like be-all, end-all pay-per-view for the summer, but it is like yeah. this just feels like another starter. Yeah, of a of a feud. Feud. Um, I I'm just wondering. Like I I feel like they weren't ready to put the belt on Ronda. Mm-hmm. But now they might be forced to, um, unless there's just lots of outside interference here. I just don't see how they work that match, you know. Unless it's believable like, that Bliss is. And fucking Ronda will fucking sell the shit out of anything. You know, we've seen that. She oversells to a certain point at this point, but she's, she's still green. Um, but it's just so unbelievable to have those two <laughs> matched up against each other. And this isn't, I mean, it's more about like her stature and everything in the ring, mm. um, and just like that that kind of heel she is, you know, because she's kind of that like cowardly like heel right now. Um, she could wrestle, I, I will say that, you know, I, she's light years ahead of Carmella mm. in the ring. But I mean, it's uh, definitely more about her mic work than anything right now. I mean, you can already know that she's gonna pull the whole arm trick. Oh yes, yeah, I agree. I forgot about that. Her arm's gonna go backwards. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, but I feel like Rhonda would be like pouncing on that instead of like looking concerned. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Rousey wins here. I'm gonna say Alexa wins. Okay. I think maybe even disqualification victory because uh, well, it'll be then Rhonda would win technically. But I could see her holding, putting the armbar in, and then Alicia Fox comes in and just starts hitting her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It'll be a shit. So Ronda wins by DQ. Yes. Is what you're saying. I I feel like they're gonna want to give us that one big moment that fans can cheer about, and they know it's not Roman Reigns walking away that with that belt. So um, I feel like that's gonna be the moment that they have, and that will get a lot of headlines and everything. Um, unless they're saving it for Evolution, I don't know. Um, I do feel like it's too soon to put the belt on her, mm-hmm. but I feel like maybe they're going to be forced to. I mean, I'm not opposed to something new. I'm yeah. not opposed, but so it's just. I mean, it's her third, like fourth televised match at this point, so mm-hmm. it does feel soon, but it's believable at least. You know, it's not like she doesn't have any kind of fighting background. So, um, all right. So, moving on, we're on to the uh, two uh, potential main events. Yeah, two potential. I don't see AJ Styles and Samoa Joe getting the main event. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) honestly, I would see Rousey and Bliss getting the main events over those two. The way they've been fucking booking that? Are you kidding me? We literally saw Joe come out and read a fucking letter, and that's how we ended the show. That's like go home. Yes. Yes, I gotta say, Raw smoked SmackDown this week, um, and two weeks ago was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, but Raw was definitely the better show all around. Um, SmackDown felt like just a really bad go home show, where 
raw, it felt like it was in the heat of everything. Like it didn't even feel like a go home show or it, it really should be. I should rephrase that because it's really, it felt like it didn't feel like your typical like WWE go home show mm-hmm. uh, where they're just kind of like, Oh, these are the, like we're recapping everything. This actually raw actually added something to the stories that were happening and got you interested. And the crowd was fucking nuts. Um, just, Throughout the entire night, um, it was I think Greensboro is where they're at. So, um, but yeah, Lesnar and Reigns. So I, on Raw they did this great angle um, where with Heyman and Heyman's just been carrying this whole thing on his fucking back, um, which is which isn't surprising. No, but it's just frustrating That's... that they haven't <laughs> had him at all. You know, the last couple months, at least, um, just kind of like you know. Being the face of Lesnar, like he should be, they've had him off camera too. Even though he's there working, I guess he's he's actually I don't know if he's writing now with them, but he is now part of their creative team. Um, they had him come out and basically make an offer to Roman Reigns um, to be in his corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman turned it down, said, "I'm not a fool. I know what you're doing here." But then he like went into like one of his Heyman speeches. And really, like, tugged on Roman's, like, heartstrings. And it was a good story, like, talking about, like, traveling the roads with his father. And then he went ahead, and, you know, your father taught me so much. And then he, he always said to me, and I'm going to say this in his native language so you know, you know, how much it meant. Um, and then he says in his native language in Samoan, and then you could see, like, Reigns' face change. It was actually a really good moment by both guys, because Reigns had to sell that moment, mm-hmm. and he did. Um, and then... He gives him a contract, you know, just read it over, you know, think about it. And I'm totally thinking that, okay, well, this is going to, this whole angle is going to carry on to SummerSlam. Yeah. And we're going to be left with this question mark. Is Heyman really in Reigns' corner? Or is Reigns going to take Heyman's, you know, advice, you know, um, and accept him as an advocate? But then, like, right as he's reading the fucking letter, Heyman pulls out pepper spray. and just sprays the shit out of Reigns. And then Lesnar's music hits. You know, and you figure out the last, like, three weeks have just been bullshit. Mm. You know, and Heyman and Lesnar fucking with Roman. So, um, that whole angle made me feel like Reigns was definitely going over, though. You know, that being <laughs> said, what sucks for, you know, Vince, because this whole thing has been, you know, catered to finally trying to get Reigns over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I told you it was just desperate you know, everything that was happening. And I think once they saw that it wasn't really working, they might have, like, put the bricks to it and said, fuck it, just go back to what works. Um, but uh, they, uh, right when Lesnar hits the F5, the crowd pops, and they all start chanting one more time. <laughs> so it's like everything goes out the window, mm. you know? And I don't think they were really turning anyone's, you know, opinion around on Roman, you know, honestly. It did feel like the crowd was a little more mixed last week, but a lot of times it just depends on where they're at. They're going to get slaughtered. Reigns is going to get <laughs> oh, yeah. slaughtered in New York. So, um, But that being said, especially with our the money, money in the bank. bank in the play, I could still see Lesnar winning. And then someone cashes in? Yes. Or even cashes in mid-match halfway through. Or does Reigns win? And then that way, if Lesnar's leaving, and it sounds like, you know, at least he leaves, you know, putting someone over, and then you have Strowman come out, or Kevin Owens, and take that title right away from Reigns. 
and we know that they're having that's enough distraction matches. to make it like you know it's not it's that's the you know there's your next feud there yes you go. you go right into it you know and then you have Strowman with the belt you know and they there there are rumors a while back like like they, they wanted to turn Strowman heel which is ridiculous because he's it's not gonna work he's no. so over right now and right now he pretty Rams. much is a heel like if you look at everything like I said before he's doing Kevin Owens he is a heel so I don't see how you change that character to make him any more of a heel. You know, I mean, unless you're trying to make him a coward and running away from Reigns, which isn't going to work either. No. Um, and you're he's just, just going to get ruin more him. and more over. So you're just going to ruin him if you do um, that too. Reigns. So um, that's why I almost feel like it's going to be Kevin Owens cashing in on him and getting that belt. And then, you know, Reigns chasing after him. I mean, I'd love to see Kevin Owens' prize fighter back in action, but... He won't be prize fighter no. Kevin Owens. This will be... Cowardly, like, <laughs> heel Kevin Owens. Um, you know, the opportunist, you know, Kevin Owens. Very yes. much a, like an edge role here. You know, cashing in. So. If Owens wins, then he's going to be dealing with both Reigns and um, uh, Strowman mm-hmm. immediately. Yes. So, if I was to book it, it would be Owens winning, cashing in on Reigns. How I think it's going to go down, I think Reigns is going to win outright. And that's how it's going to end. <laughs> that's how I think it's going to go down. Uh, and McMahon's going to finally give him the belt and, you know, just be done with it. And give him a run. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know if it's going to be Strowman taunting him and you're going to tease tension. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. That is the worst possible option. Yes, sorry, man. <laughs> I just don't trust him. <laughs> I just don't. And you're not wrong to not trust him. God, is there any scenario where Lesnar retains the belt and keeps it? Yes, yes, there it? is. There is, unfortunately. Because yeah. I mean, thought, think about last paper or last I time know. that he's fought. I we know. were like so sure he was going to walk away with the title. Both, both, right? It, uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It's just just awful. (laughs) Sickening. So, um, Ah. make your call, Christian. I mean, booking-wise, I have Strowman walking out as champion. Okay. So if you booked it. Yes. Prediction-wise, what are they going to do? We're going to have fucking Reigns just walking out. (laughs) And he'll be champion for at least a month before they fuck around with it. Don't those words just taste awful coming out of your mouth, too? It's just like bile. Like, oh. It's because they want him walking around with the title. Yes. They want to have the nameplates on there. They Mm want to have it all. And just hope that it all works out in the end. So, no. It's it's just. I know. It's just more of a reason why I don't watch the product (laughs) outside of these papers. Uh Right. All right. Well, let's move on. So hopefully greener pastures and talk about WWE Championship um, being defended by AJ Styles um, versus Samoa Joe. Well, that's the thing, Damon. Is is they they haven't booked it in greener pastures. They've, you know, if they give them the time, I feel like they'll put out a good match no matter what. You, you say I that, like but then I'm just have... looking at Nakamura versus Styles at WrestleMania, where it was 
okay. But that was the, the and that you got to put that on the wrestlers though at that point because they did have a decent amount of time. You can't really mm-hmm. blame that on the booking because um, nothing that they did storyline wise interfered in an actual match. Um, that being said, I've seen Styles and Samoa Joe fucking tear it down mm-hmm. plenty of times in TNA. I don't see a scenario where they don't put on a good match. Um, you know, unless they're given like four minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, is is AJ Styles' wife going to be in the audience? <laughs> oh God, I hope not. I really do. Um, I wouldn't put it past him though. No, Kevin's like six kids there um, with some Ojo shirts on. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Chanting Joe is gonna kill you. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, or they all have his shirt on and then they take it off. Yes, at the end. front of them. <laughs> that costs them the match. Is yes. distracted by that. It goes right into the fucking coquita clutch. Um, no, uh, to give my predictions before you, um, I think Styles is going to win. Okay. I think he's holding on. I think this is the beginning of the feud. Um, like I've said with almost everything on here. Uh, yeah, like, these are a lot of like you know the start of like programs here. Mostly because I want to see because how WWE always books titles. It's it's you have to win not once but twice to hold on to your title. Well, um, and here's the thing too: like if Reigns is if Reigns is winning, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna want the fans to go home happy. So kind of like my Ronda Rousey thing, I feel like they're gonna want AJ Styles to win then. So at least you don't have that moment. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's a New York crowd, and that that crowd will fucking pop if Samoa Joe walks away with that title. Yes, um, I would pop if Samoa Joe walks away with the title. So I'm gonna say fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say Samoa Joe wins here. AJ's had that belt for a long time now. I feel like maybe it's the beginning of the feud, but it's gonna be AJ chasing after Joe here. You know, just something different. So, because I feel like they've been kind of, you know, treading water and it's getting a little stale with AJ. They need to do something to kind of, you know, get, I mean, he's putting on great matches, but I feel like there'll be heat if he takes that belt from AJ. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if his family know. will be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I really, I feel like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Joe here, and maybe it is me partially my booking, like what where I because that is how I would book it too. Um, but I'm gonna go Joe here. I don't know. I just have I have Styles winning, and then Joe puts in the intensity. Then it becomes more. Do you have like Joe like take him out like after he wins? Joe like just brutalizes him. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And then maybe you have the continuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely could see it going that route, and that feels very, very much like their booking style nowadays. I mean, that's which almost just, exactly Nakamura versus yes, Styles. which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So because I felt like Nakamura should have had a reign there, like a run with that belt at some point, and it would have made sense and it would have added a lot to that storyline. Um, it's okay if Styles, you know, doesn't have the belt. Because right now, like I said, I mean, yeah, he's having this great title run, but they're treating it like it's the fucking TV title. They're not giving that belt enough of the limelight and the spotlight right now. And, like, even the way they book it on the show. So I, I just, 
I want change for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. And not saying that Joe would just be a placeholder champion or anything like that. Definitely deserves the title, and I think he'd be a great champion. But I think this could be the start of a great feud, and Joe winning that belt could really kick it mm-hmm. off the right way. So I'm going to go with Joe here. All right. So that's going to do it for SummerSlam. Yes. Um, it has potential to be a good show. I will say that. If they let the wrestlers wrestle, which they won't, <laughs> and they get enough time, it has potential of like surprising us and being a good show. Um, I'm just, not. I'm completely not looking for it. Especially yeah. after talking about it. Well, and then especially after the G1. It's yes. hard watching this project product and watching the G1 at the same time. Because it just feels like they're almost two different things. Mm-hmm. Like two different sports. You know. Um, which is crazy because you have AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe happening. And I mm. feel like I should be more excited. But after all the great matches that I like, you know, digested over the last like month, it's hard for me to get super excited. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, just because I feel like WWE's going to fuck it up and they're not going to let those guys just do what they do, which is, mm. you know, make art in the ring. Um, so, but yeah. So speaking of New Japan. Yes. Let's talk a little G128. We had the conclusion this past weekend. Yes. So it, it's, I, I'm exhausted. I cannot <laughs> imagine <laughs> wrestling in this fucking thing. Yeah. Holy shit. So we had the uh, the B Block, um, you know, their final night. Um, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. Um, the only thing that really sticks out to me was, uh, <laughs> just from a storyline standpoint, really, um, Tama Tonga. You know, we had the rumors going around that they were on like probation or something mm. like that um, that you know that they were going to be New Japan was going to be cracking down on you know cursing and that like Tama was in like the doghouse for some incident and everything like that well pretty much here you kind of got to confirm that it was all the work mm-hmm. um, so but it was still a nice spot Tama was going against Yano and he you know the refs basically had enough everything was going on. I think he tossed one of the refs around. Another ref came in, grabbed Tama by the fucking hair, and pulled him off of Yano, and held like world loose. So, um, the new president was there, the refs, a bunch of officials came, they gave the OG BC the boot from the building. Like, literally, like, out the door, you saw them getting into a van and driving up. It was different for New Japan. It's something mm. that I've never seen them do before. And it felt like a very Western yes. storyline. Uh, but it was still pretty cool to see. Um, I cannot get over the fact that Naito lost against Saber. I don't understand <laughs> the book here. Because I felt like you took away so much drama from Omega and Ibushi. You know, and, and, I mean, that match had enough drama on its mm. own and everything, but, like, have, like, Naito, like, looming. Like, if it goes to a time when they draw, that Naito would end Like, it just feels like it adds such a great element mm. to it, so I don't get why they looked at that point. Like, I'm assuming that they're going to be going into a storyline with Saber and Naito. 
And it was a, it was a, it was a quick match. I didn't feel like it was that long of a match. It was a good match, but I just is, is Naito still Intercontinental Champion? No, 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 no. Jericho is. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So once <laughs> that too also looms, I feel like Naito still has like mm. a program to work with Jericho. Maybe that's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom, where like Jericho defends that belt. Too bad it's not happening, you know, overseas. Yeah. So what do you mean? Are you talking about Jericho's crew? Jericho's crew. <laughs> Would you really want that happening on a cruise boat? Hell yeah, I'd go with that cruise. You're, well, it's supposed, it's not even sold out yet. I think you can get tickets. No, yeah, it was too expensive. Yeah, I was gonna I was look say. at tickets. Yeah, because <laughs> the fact, I mean, the card that they're putting on there is pretty fucking awesome, mm. and the fact that it's not sold out, it, I, I guarantee that it was. Like, I was like, it has to be fucking ridiculous how much it's gonna cost. So, um, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't get the book. Do you, I mean, do you? No, I didn't understand why Naito And had people seem like, like they were devastated. Like, they showed the crowd and shit, and they're talking about people crying. Like, people <laughs> were, like, completely, like, taken aback by it. Does it... Did it put over Saber? Did it put over Suzuki Gun in some way? It put over Saber. Yeah. Was it, like... And they are high on Saber. They do love Saber. Saber finally hit his uh, Zack driver, hmm. you know, the right way got the win so I I don't know I don't get it so I mean it, it I guess it happens I don't I maybe they didn't want that taken away from the Omega Bushi match but I feel like it would have added to it I, I mean we're gonna get more into the finals mm-hmm. altogether yeah in my opinion but it's just so I don't know so I was that was the first thing that I kind of was like mm. really um just questionable decision making um, you know, on the booking committee's part. So, but then, uh, Abushi and Omega. Yeah, they had a beautiful match. God, it God. almost, it almost felt like, t- like the first half was so smooth the way that they were transitioning against one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt almost animated. Like, yes, that's just how clean it was. Yes, yes, and they haven't touched in like seven years. Like mm-hmm. actually wrestled against each other. In a very but you long know, all time. they do is trade together. Oh yeah. In Japan. Oh yeah, and they tag together for so long, and mm. they worked apart. So I mean, yeah, but I mean, it was seamless. Um, they jumped right back on, and um, you know, put on one hell of a match. I was a little taken aback. I, I, I was surprised at how like vicious it got so quickly. Mm. Like I felt like there was going to be more hesitation, at least on Omega's part. Because I kind of thought that was going to be, like, the story. Mm. But fuck no. They just went at it right away. They were trying to kill each other. And they talked about, like, you know, that those two together get insane, you know. Um, and there's not, a like, a risk that they're not willing to take mm. um, to take each other out. And they went there. So, um, and there was no tension afterwards or anything, too. Which I was kind of, I almost, ex- like, suspected that they were going to, like, you know you know, tease at least. Yes. Um, but I was, I thought that was okay. I enjoyed I, that. I don't know. Maybe I'm too Western. I definitely expected a way more, like, at least a little tension or like, mm-hmm. you know, they hesitate to hug, but then they hug. You yeah. Know, just like, just a moment. Yeah. Of, like, realizing where they are. I mean, they're at the finals at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it was fucking vicious though. Holy mm. shit, man. Um, some of those Germans, I was like, oh, God. They're just dropping each other on their fucking heads. Yeah. So, but one hell of a match, um, you know. Was that your favorite Bushi match, though? 
or of the G one of the G one. Um, is that one of my favorite? I mean, I guess we can talk about favorites at the end. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was my favorite, so it was it was very close. If it wasn't, but I'm trying to think what to- there's definitely a match that tops mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So, but I mean, it did disappoint. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah. Damn good match, but yeah, Coda advances um, to the finals, which I was not surprised by. Mm. So I was just surprised that Naito had nothing, you know, to do with it. Technically, that was your official pick that Coda would get to the end of the. Uh, block. Of course, it was Christian. Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> but I did change my pick. Yes, I did change. I think last episode I changed it to Naito. I believe so. Mm. So no one cares. Uh, okay. <laughs> I knew it all along. It was going to be Coda. Oh. Um, but yeah. And I'm surprised too that they decided, and I guess it made sense, the, the whole angle too, with because we were also saying that we thought that Tama and crew, the firing squad, would interfere in this match yes. and maybe make it a, a you know a DQ or whatever. Um, but they right away put it down that they, if they interfered at all, there would be a three-month suspension. I still thought they were going to interfere. I thought they weren't going to give a shit. I don't think they would write them off for three months, though. That's a long time. They can write, they can say that they're suspended, but then they keep showing up and still fucking show. Oh, really? And then they finally reinstate them, even though? Yeah. I guess, I guess that's true. Oh, we're going to teach you a lesson. That feels, once again, match. that feels like way too Western. So, but I can definitely see that. That would make sense. Yes. So, um, on to, th- so B Block, we've got Coda as the winner. Um, and then we're on to the final night of the A Block. Um, and the A block just did nothing for them. like they're all solid matches, um, but it just it really doesn't even compare to the B block. No. I'm really I, I'm surprised that they did it so unbalanced. Maybe in their eyes it's not. Um, I enjoyed the Tanahashi and Okada match. Um, Tanahashi still has not beaten Okada. Mm. He still does not have an, a win against Okada. So I thought that was a cool storyline. I liked that that it went to a draw. Um, I was surprised that Tanahashi won. Um, everything else was just there to be there. There really wasn't much drama, you know, in the other matches. You know, you did have, you know, the possibility of Jay White, you know, but, you know, that just... evil won pretty, like, handily, so... But it's, at the same time, it's just like Tanahashi wasn't even on my radar, and he. But he's the, he was the leader the I entire know. time. I just I really felt like story wise, it was all about like Okada or Jay White. Yeah. So you know, and, and maybe it's just not us not being there and realizing like how over Tanahashi is. It's the way for me to rationalize it. Um, after he won. Like, this is what made it click in my head. Because you always hear, like, oh, he's their, you know, John Cena. You know, he's that over. And he, this is not to take anything away from Tanahashi. Um, you know, he's a fantastic ring general. Um, you know, I'm not totally invested in his style. I feel like he puts together great matches. Um, but there's not, like, a moveset that he does that, like, really, like, you know, gets me going, mm. you know, and, like, pops me, like, you know, Omega or Bushi. Um, and that's just me, and maybe I have not, you know, been, you know, disposed to enough of him. Um, but I just, I don't know. 
I don't know. It, it, what got me, like, made it click, like, how over the fucking guy was, was when he won, he's walking down the aisle, and fans are handing him towels to, like, wipe his fucking sweat on. Yeah. And then, like, clinching to it. Like, he just, like, handed them, like, you know, thousands of dollars or something like that, or the Holy Grail. Like, I was like, and that, it happened, like, all the way down the aisle. So I was like, holy shit, is he yeah, over? thing. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't want your sweaty ass towel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, my God, that man is over. Mm-hmm. So I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by the outcome of everything after seeing that. Um, I don't know if that would have changed anything if I witnessed that. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. Just so much of the product hasn't been like booked around him recently mm. from when I've been watching. So... No, I mean, I guess he did win the G1 just in, like, 2015. So, that wasn't so long ago. No, but it's just, it's been such a different yes, landscape. Yes, a different product and everything. But I guess, from what people are saying, like, fans really want him to have, like, another big run. So, I don't know. Oh, fuck the fans. <laughs> well, I guess I know how you feel about this. <laughs> uh, so, Tanahashi was facing Abushi in the finals. Yes. Now, what I didn't realize was the finals themselves is like a whole nother fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was going to be more of the same where you just get like little tag matches, and you did get that, but they were fucking like having major angles and pretty big fucking matches happening here. Um, what stands out to me, and we're not going to run through the whole fucking card just because it's one o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> we're done talking about wrestling after this. Um, I love the fact that Cody returned. Um, I thought that was a nice moment. It was nice to see, like, he's getting over. The crowd pops for him, and they were actually chanting Cody at one point. Um, I love the fact that he's still a heel, even though he kind of sided with the Elite. Mm. Um, I enjoy that. I also like that Hangman Page automatically became a heel again. <laughs> um, and I enjoy the fact that, one, the promo that he cut on Juice, you know, um, Basically saying that he's doing a bad impression of uh, what's her face, Kyrie, Kyrie singing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and then that he's going to be in the title picture for that belt. So, which is kind of like get in line because I feel like everyone pinned Juice at the mm. G one, so there's multiple people who are up for a title shot at this point. But I guess they're letting Cody jump the line here, which is I'm fine with. Mm. Um, another cool angle I enjoyed was once again the firing squad. Uh, they. Uh, somehow got themselves into a title match um, for the uh, open weight, never open weight, six-man uh, title against the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull. And what's funny is they have not defended that belt since they won it like three months ago. Mm. So <laughs> this was actually technically their first title defense. So they somehow like demanded it. The Young Bucks got on the mic and asked the crowd if they wanted to see it. The president was actually there and made it happen. Once again, you know, I, I've only been exposed to the product for a little bit, but it just felt so different than anything that I've seen. It felt very, like, Western. Um, so, the, and fucking Fired Squad went over. They ended up winning the belts and immediately threw the belts at the president. <laughs> so walked out without the belts. And I don't know if they're, you know pulling the whole LIJ thing and they're just not going to carry those belts with them, but they're still going to recognize them as the never open, you know, champions. But, 
Um, it was a pretty badass mm. moment. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and it seems like this feud is going to continue on. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Ishimori getting some exposure too. Yes, yes, so that was huge. I was really, and we kind of speculated that he would be part of the mm. firing squad. So I was happy to see him there. He's like the anti Rey Mysterio, like his yes. build and everything just looks exactly <laughs> like Rey Mysterio in his younger days. Um, God damn, that guy's awesome in the ring. So, and he, I think he adds a much needed element to that group. So um, I was really happy to see that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy with what they did with the firing squad just because they feel like real heels now. They're not just like cool guy heels. Mm. Then that that crowd fucking hates them. Um, you know, and if they're here, I mean I'm sure they'd be getting cheered left and right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, more traditional like Japanese audience fucking I mean they are true heels over there. So um I love it. So um what else did we have? Uh Oh, so you had uh, Ishii and Jay White and Yano uh, defeat Omega, Chase Owens, and uh, the Tokyo Pin. So, it's not so much what happened during the match. Um, it was more, I, I was, it was, I was surprised that Jay White was so respectful of like Ishii and Yano and kind of was a team player in this match. Um, which was different, and they kind of talked about like how well he respects, you know, those two guys um, for really some doesn't. reason, which <laughs> it, it totally goes against what was going on during the G mm. one. But um, I liked the fact that Ishii is going to after the match um, basically challenged Omega, so and he does have a win against Omega due to the G one, mm. so. It seems like he's going to be the next, you know, um, contender or challenger yeah. for that belt. So Omega's um, competition at uh, destruction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that official? Yeah. So that's cool. I'm cool with that because they put on awesome matches, and mm-hmm. that's what I want to see. So, um, but yeah, yeah. And then we move on really to the finals. So we have Tanahashi versus Bushi. Christian, um, your thoughts. Match was good. Match was good. Uh, I was just more disappointed with the outcome. The um, I I mean, and I'm afraid that Tanahashi won not just because you know he's one of their top stars, mm-hmm. but because Ibushi is not a full member of New Japan. He doesn't have a contract, which I did not realize mm-hmm. going into this match. Um, it just felt like they focused so much on Ibushi and Omega. And that whole storyline, mm. I just, it felt almost anticlimactic to have Tanahashi Especially win. compared to your last, like, two years of G1. Yeah. Really. I mean, I don't know. And, I mean, like I said, we're not those homegrown fans. Mm. We're not there. And, you know, their direct audience loves Tanahashi. You know? For and me, it's like seeing John Cena win the Royal Rumble exactly. this year. That's what it felt like to me. That's what exactly what it felt like to me. So it was disappointing, um, booking wise for me. Um, there's a chance that it could change. That the winner of the G1 always defends. Yes, but he wants to challenge Okada. Oh, is that okay? So that's, that's okay. He's been calling out Okada for it. And well, and that makes sense because he's never beaten Okada, and that feels like it's perfectly set up for you know him to beat Okada finally. Yeah. 
And this all just feels like a rise for Tanahashi. Yes. Storyline. And I... Mm-hmm. Dreading the shit out of it because I feel like he will go on to Wrestle Kingdom and he will go on and defeat Omega. Especially if we don't know exactly what Omega is doing. doing. Yeah, you know, and it's you know he's the ace for a reason, and you know, like I said, they know their audience, and he's over with their audience, and he know they know that he can carry that belt and carry it well for them. I don't think it helps them necessarily with you know a worldwide audience, um, especially with how over you know, Omega is, and that whole storyline, I think people would be happy with the, the Coda, you know, winning the belt. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And it just felt like the money was in that match. You know, it really did. Like I said, it was. It would be like their version of the Mega Powers exploding, mm. you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely anticlimactic. Um, it was a little disappointing. I mean, after a fucking awesome G1. Yes. Um, you know, I guess, you know, the A block could have been better. <laughs> that being said, I mean, it's still great matches, solid mm. matches. Just the B block, though, just tore it up. They really did. Um, it's just so much so that I didn't, like, I mean, we saw the scores week after week. We were paying attention. We went through this every time. Mm-hmm. And I even said Tanahashi's name at the top of the list yeah. almost every week. And he still just skated by in my Yes, mind. I felt like, yeah, I really felt like they would have gone with White or Okada mm-hmm. um, in the finals. Um, I felt like there'd be more heat there. No. Um, it'd make more sense storyline-wise, and you could really go so many different directions, um, you know, booking it that way. So, I just... And I guess we just don't get it, you know? Like, <laughs> I... The fucking air guitar shit, man, I don't get that at all. The whole, like, did you watch it, like, the 10 minutes after? He looked awkward holding the yeah, like everything. championship, <laughs> and he's doing it. It's just... He does it, like, you know, and the, the thing is with Cena, like, Cena has, like, a natural charisma, even though, like, I'm not a fan. Um, I understand. I can see why some people would be into his character. He's a natural, like, he's probably the biggest baby face you know, of our lifetime, just like pure baby mm-hmm. face. Um, you know, I've seen him get people who are booing him to actually cheer him on the microphone. His charisma is that good. So to, you know, then, you know, have people comparing Tanahashi to him and Tanahashi's ring work is a thousand times better than John yes. Cena's, but John Cena can put together a match, um, you know, in the ring. You know, and I feel like Tanahashi, he's not as flashy as, you know, these other guys, but he puts together really good matches. So, I mean, whatever happens is going to be a great match. I know that, but he's so awkward in the mm-hmm. ring and everything. He just doesn't have the charisma the other guys have, you know. Um, it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't click for me. It doesn't make sense to me. So. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm. He does that pose all the time. Yeah, they I just don't freeze. Where yeah, he does that one pose. Yeah, um, Ugh, yeah. I, and the air guitar thing is so fucking lame. <laughs> the G one like, all, all all together was fantastic. Fantastic. But this did sour the hell out of it for me. Yeah, I agree. To see him at the end, I agree. Like I would have even taken Jay White. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, like I said, I was on the fucking Jay White train. 
I was all I was all on board. I wouldn't made sense, and I probably would have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I the guy can work, and he was a fucking massive heel during this whole thing. Like I enjoyed him as a character. Mm. He owned that character finally for me. So, um, yeah, just so Naito champion uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> That finishes his storyline. I think he'll finally, I feel like he'll finally, yeah, he will get there. They do, like, do the long, you Mm. know, game storyline-wise, but he'll get there. But it's just going to be a little bit, you know, I I would not be surprised if you get Naito versus Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom if they lead with that, if that ends up. Because they they are going to have a rematch. There's Mm -hmm. no way they're leaving that on the table. Um, But, yeah, yeah. Disappointing at the end. Still fucking awesome month of wrestling yes I can't you know i can't complain too much so um what was your favorite match overall i think i'm, I'm i think i'm gonna stick with um ishii and uh, omega i'm gonna actually go with ishii and koda both extremely hard-hitting matches. Yes, yes. Because it is Ishii. There was a point, though, where I <laughs> was like, is this real? Like, mm-hmm. you know, as I've been a fan for a long time, but where I was like, Are, do these guys really have fucking heat against each other? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of the Omega Bushi ma- or, uh, mm-hmm. Ishii match, but I never had that moment where I was like, are these guys like really pissed at each other? Where I got that, where I was like, well, something's not right. They're really trying to hurt each other. Just because Koda's a fucking crazy madman. He's nuts. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, great G1, really. It's just, I mean, once again, the outcome, you know, is a little disappointing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel like we get that one with New Japan. Like, Wrestle Kingdom, right? Like, both Wrestle Kingdoms were kind of disappointed with the outcome of the main event. So, um, they get a plan. They stick to it, though. So, I mean, they were behind Okada, and, you know, they stuck to it. They are behind, you know... Tanahashi and they're sticking to him so you know more power to him I mean we got the, I mean it makes the moment with Omega winning title even bigger mm-hmm. you know it makes those moments even bigger but you definitely I just I don't, like once again I keep on going back to that Naito didn't even win his match to be part of the equation of the finals because you would just think you'd have that specter like yeah. looming in the background like these guys have to there has to be a winner so um just weird booking so i was like am i missing something <laughs> you know i did the math mm. so but yeah all right well that's gonna do it yes <laughs> it is almost 1 30 in the morning yes so <laughs> we're not just depressed because of the booking no, no we're, we are we're very tired <laughs> uh, as uh, tired as they are after wrestling for a month Yes. Oh my god. I don't know if we're that tired, but <laughs> I feel like I wrestle those matches at this point. Alright, so it's time for shout outs. Um yes. these are all podcasts that we listen to and we think you should be listening to them also. Yes. So uh first up is Bull in the Ring Podcast. Uh just two guys having cigars, a few beers, and BSing about the crazy world of, around them. Uh, check them out on Podbean. They're also on Spotify and iTunes. Um, give them a rate and review. New episodes every Saturday morning. Um, up next, we've got Brook Reading Pod. Um, host uh, Melissa of the Brook Reading Podcast um, reads and reviews a book a week. 
Um, join her on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can follow her at Brook Reading Pod. Um, we've got Mixed Media Forest Podcast. Um, welcome to Mixed Media Forest Podcast. Don't like it? Make like a tree and beat it. A nice Back to the Future reference. Uh, follow me for fun recommendations and reviews of all things media. And then last but not least, Vodka and Ghosts. We gotta start drinking during our podcast, man. Jesus Christ. It seems like everyone's theme is drinking. I mean, it's not a bad theme. I, I don't know. Alcohol at this time of night. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get to work in the morning. Fuck work. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Vodka and Ghosts. Uh, we are two girls that love a good cocktail or two or three. And really love to talk about anything fucking creepy. Cheers. So go ahead and check them out on all your favorite podcast formats. So we have a big announcement. We are now part of Ironic Radio. Woo-hoo. So we will be joining those guys. We're also on 12 Ounce still. Yes. But uh, you could check us out on Ironic Radio. We're going to be on Thursday afternoons mm. um, as of right now. <laughs> um, but uh, you can find them at WBLZmedia.com. Mm. Um, they feature such great podcasts as Critical Thinking Podcast, um, Our Guys Drinks with Larry, Drunk Guys Book Club. Let's see. I'm telling you, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Letters to Famous People and The Fan Show. Uh, go ahead and give them a listen. Check us out every Thursday afternoon. Exactly. We'll have more details shortly. Mm. And if, uh, if you're wondering when we're on a 12 ounce, you can always find their schedule on Twitter and I believe on Instagram. Yes, yes, they always so post sure on Instagram. And follow them there. Um, you can be following us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, we are social media like crazy people. Yes. Uh, especially this guy across from me right here. <laughs> it's like a video game to him. Uh, it is like a video game. <laughs> I'm um, sick in the head. Twitter is definitely our home. Make sure that you're following us at Amazing Nerd Show. Um, if you put Amazing Nerd Show into Google, you will be able to find us not only there, but on other podcast sites as well. I mean, I'm talking Podbean, um, Stitcher, Spreaker, um, Player Google FM. Play, Player FM, iTunes. iTunes. Oh, hell Spotify? yeah. Do you say Spotify? I said Spotify. Okay. I'm pretty sure I did, right? <laughs> um, well, if not Spotify. <laughs> Um, so definitely check us out on your favorite podcast uh, sharing apps. That's right. Rate, review us, subscribe, exactly. please. Um, we, we always are appreciate you. Yeah. We're begging. <laughs> <laughs> Get us over, people. Come on. Um, make sure that you also check out our house DJ that you heard the, at the beginning of the show. That's that's the very talented Greg Brebner. Uh, follow him on SoundCloud. He's also on Instagram. And yes. He's always throwing up some new music. Um, and yet, you could actually download our song for free right now on SoundCloud. So check us out if you enjoyed it. <laughs> I believe all that information's in our description. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. See the description. Uh, so. And then our house band that's playing right now, Them Guilty Aces, also on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, check out their newest EP. Um, they've got a couple of videos um, up on YouTube, and you could actually download some free songs on their website too. So um, they're a local rockabilly band um, based out of Chicago. Um, great music uh, by great people. Alright, and I think that's about it for the day. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I know I'm fucking done. Uh, uh, my name's Christian. And my name's David. And that was the Amazing Nerd Show.